welcome to the Retro Blood. You are all my children now. You want to know what happens to an eyeball when it gets You got any idea how much blood jets out of a guy's neck? You've come back to us, Michael. She can stop the rage. Welcome back, everybody, to the month of love here on the Retro Blood. And boy, what a love story we have for all of you guys here today on the Retro Blood. If you guys are into marriages falling apart, if you're into uh, guys with uh, back uh, Secret Service backstories, if you're into that guy from Jurassic Park and you want to know his backstory, and if you love Japanese octopus sex demons, this is the show for you, brother. This is the Retro Blood, and this is Possessed. J.A. Allison, James Klein, here on the Retro Blood, finishing up our month of love. How you feeling, Allison? How do you feel after man, watching I'm feel- this? <laughs> I'm feeling great after watching this thing, man. This was uh, This was an uplifter if there ever was one. Yes, it's true. You know, a couple <laughs> surprises that we had in this movie. You know, the first one was like, oh shit, that was the guy from Jurassic Park. If you ever want to know his backstory, here it is. All right. Yeah, this is what he was doing before he became a scientist and went to Jurassic Park. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is this is why he went to the desert to study dinosaurs. Yes. And we'll get into all that when we do our full review, because I do have a uh, um, a theory that actually links his character from this movie to Jurassic Park. So we'll get into that as well. But no, and, sure it, and we'll also talk about, you know, octopus sex demons as well. So we have all that for you on the on the on the love show here today on the Retro Blood. But boy, we have a jam-packed episode for you guys today. Not only are we doing a full review of that possessed movie, but we're also going to talk about the time periods, what was happening in the world of pro wrestling and metal music. But I thought, you know, before we get into everything, our one uh, our one Allison over here actually lives the gimmick. We actually go to the wrestling shows still. We go to the rock concerts. And he actually went to a MLW taping uh, just yesterday. So you want to give us some thoughts about what you thought about the show and who was there and stuff like that yeah i mean it was it was it was great um i'd never been to an mlw show before i'd been to i've been to most other promotions that tour i would say um you know uh, obviously not local promotions but like most of the ones that tour this was one of the ones i'd never been to um it was good i mean it was a good show it was a good production as you know as much as like a low as a small budget production can be um, it was held at the Grady Cole Center in Charlotte. So this was Super Fight Charlotte. 
Um, and Grady Cole Center is a very, very historic venue. And I wish you could have gone, uh, James, because this would have been a really cool historical thing to show you. But it was built in 1929, and uh, Jim Crockett brought wrestling there in the 40s, like I think 1943 or 6. I can't remember which exactly. But he brought wrestling there for the first time. Um, so this place is old. I mean, it's like, you know, built during the Depression. It's that old. And it, and it does look like it, but they've maintained it over the years pretty well. Um, it just breathes history. Like when you go there, you can just you, you can just feel the history of everything that's happened there. And this place is tiny. It's like a gym. It's smaller than a high school gym. It's it's tiny. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's smaller. I mean, it's like. I do like those smaller wrestling shows, though. You know, you get a little bit more of the feel for everything. Yeah, I mean it's smaller. It like like I was telling you before, like this is the smallest place you'll probably ever see wrestling. I mean this place is tiny. Um, I mean I've got some pictures of it that I took that I can put in to show, but it, it actually looks much larger in the pictures than it actually is. Um, I was on a front row because I'm a front row snob, yeah, but um, um, I really didn't. I really wasn't going to go to this because I'm still a little bit um, COVID paranoid, but I uh-huh. did. I did want to attend the show because of the history of this building. Yeah. And because of a lot of the surprises they had promised. And also because Ricky Steamboat was there. Yep. Classic 1980s wrestler who I'm sure we'll talk about on this show a lot. And Ricky Morton, who we have talked about a lot. And oh, uh, he was there too. Yeah, he was there too. Nice. Um, and the, uh, um, Von Erichs were there, so the third generation so, of Von Erichs who we've talked about before, they were there. So I heard there was a match between the Von Erich kids and the uh, Ricky's kids. No, it was well, yeah, it was the match between the Von Erichs and Ricky and his son. Oh, okay, wow, that's a cool match. I would love to see that one for, just for the history of it. And I actually heard that the, the Von Erich, you know, the kid, the the two kids are pretty good. They are pretty good. Have you have you not seen them on the show? Um, or no. not seen them on the MLW before. No, they're pretty good. Yeah, I mean, um, I I seen them. Von Eric. I saw them a long time ago. Um, it was like a TNA Slam anniversary show that they had in uh, somewhere around Dallas. It was like a long time yeah. ago. It was like uh, yeah. it was the one where it was like Sting and Bobby Roode for the main event, and then that was the show that Christian Cage appeared because they had that deal with Ric Flair. So on that show, they actually had the Von Eric kids on there, but I don't. I think they wrestled, but it was like a it was like a long time ago. They're like brand new to everything, brand new to the business. Wow, that was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. so they're much better now. I mean, that had to have been ten years ago at least. Mm-hmm. Probably more. That's probably, probably like more than two thousand. Probably mm-hmm. around like two thousand and thirteen. I'd probably say maybe two thousand thirteen. No, no, no. Pro- not even no. Two thousand twelve probably is probably when all that stuff was going down. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're very Von Eric. Like they, 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 they have the Von Eric gimmick down. You can tell, like, um, I get them mixed up It's Ross and Marshall, but I can't remember which is which, but the blonde one wrestles with no shoes like his dad did. Um, cause their, um, their dad is the one surviving Von Eric. Yeah. Um, it's Kevin, son. but he, Kevin, yes. Um, cause Kevin always wrestled with no shoes, I believe. And then, um, so his, so, the blonde one wrestles with no shoes, and then the other one wears like jeans and these like I don't know I don't know what you call them those like kind of flat 
footed like redneck boots that you see everybody wearing these days i'm yeah. not sure what those are called but you know he wears those i don't know how he wrestles the nice shit though like that would kill your feet yeah <laughs> he, needs to get some, he needs to get some wrestling boots brother yeah um, come on but brother. that was good Protect yeah, i mean feet. i'll probably be <laughs> as i'll be spoiling i'll probably be spoiling some of the show because it was a tv taping for people for shows that are going to air in the next four weeks you might want to skip ahead a few minutes yeah if maybe, you're a big mlw fan on here <laughs> uh you know um yeah, I mean, I, there's probably somebody. I mean, it's a good wrestling. There's probably somebody that watches it. Yeah, I've been um, meaning yeah, to watch killer. more of it. I mean, they have some good stuff. I just haven't had the time to keep up with it. But, you know, yeah. speaking of MLW, just before you get into all the, the matches, um, you know, the, the the creation of MLW was actually pretty pretty crazy because I remember listening to the MLW podcast a long, long time ago with the owner of MLW, that Court Bauer and the Mr. St. Laurent, yeah. where they used to have Conan on yeah. there. So they were like a whole podcasting for a long time, and then they I actually went to the um, the second uh, Wale Mania that they did, and it oh, was like wow, it okay. was through the Wale Manias where they got such a big hype and following that he actually eventually started his own wrestling promotion. So uh, yeah, so it was pretty cool. I went to the one that was in Dallas. It's pretty cool. He had a couple of people on stage, you know, just kind of like a Q and A type of thing, and then afterwards they had like a Wale concert. So it was it was pretty fun, um, but yeah, like you know, who shout out because you know when you when you hear like the the, the guy Court Bow and the, the Saint Laurent guy, they're actually really good about knowledgeable with wrestling because um, yeah. another tie into the '80s brother, uh, one of the person that helped, I think, still helps him book or maybe or at least helps the Saint Laurent is Kevin Sullivan. He actually is, is a really big mentor um, for the Saint Laurent and then you know Court Bow too, and of course Kevin Sullivan is one of the biggest '80s stars. You know, in wrestling is also one of the biggest bookers because he was the one booking a lot of WCW during that time. And I actually got to meet Kevin Sullivan, Kevin Sullivan for a couple minutes as well, too. I wanted to talk to him some more because I was a big fan of his. But, you know, they're busy during that whole th- stuff. But, yeah, yeah, of course, definitely, definitely. Yeah, he, I would definitely like to pick his brain about stuff because, you know, he's he, he's just so creative when it comes to a lot of stuff that he does. Yeah. Um, so, Mister Saint Laurent is a he is he's an owner or a booker of uh, yeah he's MLW uh, he's the he, I'm pretty sure he's the, like the main booker he's the main like matchmaker Court Court Bauer okay, is good. the is the owner but I think Saint Laurent okay. he does like the storylines and the and the bookings and stuff like that okay because he was he because uh, I know him as an on air talent but I didn't know he worked behind the scenes too yeah um, but yeah he was he came out to uh he brought my well last week on the tv show or the week before one of the two he brought back um his new signing which was microman who was like a uh a, a tiny uh mexican wrestler mm-hmm. mexican luchador he's like he's like he's small he's a micro wrestler so he's smaller than even like the mini wrestlers so which i guess might take some explanation so like in mexico um lucha libre you have like regular sized wrestlers i guess and then people who are slightly smaller than regular sized are called mini wrestlers so they'll be like they'll, they won't be like dwarves or anything like that they're just slightly smaller um than normal lucha luchadors um and then you have micro wrestlers who are like dwarves usually so like microman is like a f- pretty famous like um, very sm- small person wrestler. He's like, I don't know. He he may be three feet tall on a good day, mm-hmm. but his his head like comes up basically to the second turnbuckle when he's standing on the ring apron. So he's he's pretty small. Um, 
but he he's pretty good. I mean, he pulls off a lot of moves for someone of his size. I will say that. Nice. Um, but yeah, he was on the show with um, Octagon Junior, who was like Pentagon Junior's uh, or Pentagon. Uh, what does he call himself now? Pentagon uh, Dark or whatever. Yeah, um, he has a different he, name, um, but I can't remember what it is. But it's basically yeah. Pentagon Dark. Yeah. Um, and he, um, so he was like Pentagon's um, good guy rival for years. Um, uh, I don't know if we mentioned there probably there might be some spoilers for this for people who watch the show. Um, but yeah, Ricky Steamboat was there. That was a little bit of a letdown because Ricky was there meeting people, mm-hmm. and that was cool. It was kind of cool to talk to Ricky. Um, he's a lot larger than I expected him to be because I always thought of him as like a smaller wrestler, and I guess he is compared to other wrestlers, but he was huge. Yeah. <laughs> um, and which kind of shows you the size you need to actually make it in this business, especially back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. So, like, if, if Ricky Steamboat is considered small, imagine how large Hulk Hogan is. Yeah. Um, but he uh, he was really nice. He was supposed to be the uh, quote-unquote matchmaker for the night, but he only appeared one time. Like, he came out and randomly made this match between Matt Cross and uh, uh, Holiday, the, the new big heel they have. Oh, yeah. Richard Holiday. R- Richard Holiday, and, yeah. Uh, he used to be part of yeah. the uh, M- um, MJF group. I remember them. Yeah, the dynasty. Yeah. He, he still is technically, but I think he's the only member now. Yeah. Because it was him and uh, MJF and um, Hammerstone. Yeah. And now Hammerstone's kind of like their big face yeah. world champion. Yeah, the big, yeah. Um, yeah, so he's like the big baby face world champion. Um, so he made that match. Matt Cross is still just an incredible wrestler. Like, that guy deserves way, way more out of this business than he's getting. Mm-hmm. Like he is so good. Like he's just so so fucking good. Yeah. Um. That ma- you know that match was good. Uh, Killer Cross returned. Um. You know he finally got freed from the WWE and now he's back on the Indies as uh, Killer Cross again. He has hair now, which is weird to see. Does he have a beard or just the hair? Nope, just the hair. Interesting. Um. And he looks completely different. Well, I mean, you know, like used to. I'm used to seeing him bald for so long that him growing hair just kind of looks odd. But yeah. Um, what was that? What else was there? There was a lot of shows. Oh, I mean, a lot of a lot of matches. It was like four hours long with no intermission. But uh, what else did we see? Um, they had a stairway to hell match between um, what do they call him? Mads Kruger, who is Logan Creed. Um, he appears on a lot of Charlotte local Charlotte shows too as Lo- as Logan Creed. But he's Mad. Uh, he was Mads Kruger, and he fought um. Jacob Fatu in a stairway to hell match, which was really good. So basically a stairway to hell match for the people who don't know is it's like a ladder match, but instead of like climbing a ladder to win, you just climb a ladder to get weapons to fight the, to beat the other person with. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was pretty good. Um, and then the main event was the Von Erichs versus Ricky Morton and his son, Carrie, which was a pretty good match. Um, you know, it was, it was a really good match. Actually, Carrie could have done, uh, probably a lot more to, uh, help his dad out once he got in that iron claw kind of once you get in that iron claw like you're kind of done brother you're done that's it that's gone How the one other the, thing oh, that i wanted ahead. to mention too is like there's there's like a there's like i guess it would probably be on episode two it's kind of so not next week's episode but the one after but holiday attacks hammerstone after his match and um there was a and he was wearing like this white suit and he comes out in this holiday comes out in this white suit and i'm like okay something something bad's gonna happen and I wasn't wrong. And like this was this happened right in front of me. So I'm sure I'll be on TV when this happens. But nice. like he attacks him 
And then like Hammerstone is like bleeding everywhere, like all over the floor, all over his suit. Like you can see the blood stains on his white suit, which looks really good. But like he and on TV, but like like he bled all over the floor and they couldn't get it off the floor. Like even when we left, the floor was still stained. The concrete was still stained because they couldn't wipe it up. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it was it was it was pretty nice. It was a great show. I would definitely go again. Got to pay some taxes on that one, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Not getting their deposit back. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it sounds like a fun show like i never been to mlw before um but you know uh, yeah it definitely sounds like a fun one I'm, I'm kicking myself that i missed it i heard it wasn't it um uh killer cross didn't he fight didn't he fought like mil uh, mortis no mil mortis wasn't there i think oh, okay. something happened with that he was supposed to be um but um uh, killer cross fought bud heavy Oh, okay. So it was a little bit of a letdown. So Bud Heavy's like just was kind of this big, like goofy. He's like Otis if you watch WWE a little bit. Gotcha. Um, he's like this big goofy wrestler, but which of course he pretty much just squashed. Nice. All right, man. That sounds great. Thanks for that uh, MLW report. Thanks for living the gimmick, brother. Like you said, here on oh, the yeah. Retro Blood, man, we live it. You know, we go to these shows still. We go to these rock concerts still. We make it happen. But uh, let's start doing some of our history segment. So this movie actually has two release dates. You know, like you know, like me and John were saying before, a lot of times these horror movies are going to have different you know release dates. You know, just that's just the nature of the business during this time. But you know, this movie was released in France. Um, it was on May twenty seventh, nineteen eighty one. Now, obviously. Even if me and Alice were rocking up in the 80s, very likely chance we would be traveling all the way to France to see this random movie that came out. <laughs> it's so, not likely. Yes, but... Trans Am doesn't go on water. Yes, yeah, exactly. It's not the DeLorean, all right? We don't have no flying abilities over here. All right? So, but, you know, I still want to talk a little bit about this release date and what was happening. So I do have something in music, which I know Allison is going to love this one. All right. So this one around this particular time, uh, your, your your boys, Iron Maiden. Oh, I knew this was coming. They released their album, Made in Japan, that live EP that they did in Japan. Yep. So they, it wasn't released on a CD during this time because that was released on September 14th, 1981, but it got recorded. May 23rd, 1981. A couple days before this movie dropped. So can you tell us a little bit about that live album? Yeah, I mean, it was the first um, live release from Maiden. Um, It was um, basically a filler release. So a filler release for people who don't know a lot about how the music industry works is if you need time off, from uh, whatever you're doing. Uh, like, you know, if you want time off from touring, um, you know, that kind of thing, then um, you can, and you don't have time to record a new album either because you don't have any new songs, you can release a live album. And usually um, it's usually something that is, well, let's just say this. Not subpar. Subpar is not the word I'm looking for, but it's something that's quickly put together. 
So you've recorded some shows. You went to so Iron Maiden probably went to Japan. They recorded some shows to tape, and then they're like, "Oh, we need something to put out, so a record company will leave us alone, and we can take some time off to to rest." So they put out this EP. Um, this has their original singer. This has Paul Diano as the singer. So this is before Bruce Dickinson. Um, I mean, it's good, you know, especially for its time, but it's not as good as like Live After Death, which is the album I played for you, I don't know, like a month ago or something when we listened to it. Um, but, you know, because, I mean, obviously Bruce Dickinson is joining Iron Maiden is where they definitely took off. But Paul Diano was a, was a good singer, too. It's just a completely different style. Um, they were much more raw sounding, more, I guess, punk rock sounding at the time. They weren't as technical, maybe, as they would have been. Um, but yeah, um, Main Japan's a, a good EP. I mean, it's definitely not something to every day, but it's something that's definitely worth listening to, though. Yeah, maybe we'll play a sweet track from them after this uh, love episode ends. But we have a couple yes. of tracks on there. It looks like it's Running Free is one of them. Mm -hmm. Remember Tomorrow. We have Killers and Innocent Exile. Yeah. So weird, weird track listings because like none of those. Well, Running Free is a is a big hit for today. It still, they still play that song, but the other songs of well, they play Killers occasionally, but the other songs have kind of been forgotten to time. But I guess these were like you know what they considered some of their bigger songs at the time. Yeah, and if you had the international edition, you would have got Wrathchild. Wrathchild is great. That should have been on every version. Like that song with that bass on that do 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 do. That's so fucking cool. I love that song. Definitely something to check out, everybody. You know, th this uh, Retro Blood should be Retro Blood, a.k.a. Iron Maiden Update. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, hey, man, <laughs> hey, you know, hey, it is what it is. You know, they got they, they were definitely a rocking band in the 80s, man, one of the biggest bands. And they're still rocking yeah, to this day. Like, they ain't, hell yeah. well, they ain't I mean, stopping. We're, yeah. Yeah, we're still going to, I'm still going to see them in October, so we'll see. But, yeah, Iron Maiden is uh, one of, is my, Pro is what definitely one of my favorite metal bands, one of my favorite bands of all time. So I'll I will talk about Iron Maiden a lot on the show. I'm sure I give you the weekly Iron Maiden update. What was Iron Maiden doing this day? Yes. And we'll find out. Do you have anything for us in the pro wrestling side around the release date of 1981? Um, a little bit. Um, let me bring that back up. It was um, it was it was kind of light. I mean, there it was there was a lot of shows going on, but it was all just typical shows, but. One thing I noticed is the WWF, uh, they did a show on May the 4th, which is a little bit before this movie came out, but on May the 4th, they did a show at Madison Square Garden, which would been, which was like their big building. Like it was their house. Um, 24,000 people was there. So it was a sellout. Um, and uh, they kind of uh, bait and switched everybody. So they had advertised Andre the Giant to be in the main event. But when people got there, they announced that Andre had a broken ankle. So as to avoid people like, you know, trying to get refunds on their tickets, they didn't tell anybody that until they showed up. Um, but the main event was Tony Gurria and Rick, Ma and Rick Martell and Gorilla Monsoon, who was substituting for Andre. So you got Gorilla Monsoon in the ring in 1981 instead of Andre. Um, and they defeated uh, Stan Hansen, Moondog Rex, and Captain Lou Albano. Not a bad card. Not a bad card. No, I mean, that was a good main event. I mean, it would have been, you know, better, I guess, for the people there if Andre had been there. Because Andre was such a, uh, uh, 
what's the word? A, a, an attraction. Like yeah. he was an attraction on his own. Like it didn't matter what match he was in. You just put out your card and your poster that said Andre the Giant and people would go because he was just he was the eighth one of the world. He was just he was just an amazing specimen of, of a person. Yeah, pretty much. Huh. Yeah, he was definitely like a big draw. Like, I mean, you just put him on the marquee, you put him on the poster. They just go there just to see his size and and he actually, you know, he actually was a pretty good wrestler too, especially in like his younger days. Like he was pretty agile and everything for a bit for a big guy. It just later on, you know. Yeah, like I only saw him in his later days, like you know WrestleMania three era. Um, but I've gone back since then and watched a lot of his matches from the seventies, like his Japanese matches and things like that. And he was he was incredibly agile for someone of his size. Um, I mean his his early his nineteen seventies matches were fantastic. I mean he was very very good. Oh yeah, definitely. But yeah, I mean it sounds like a pretty good card, you know. Driving the Trans Am, listening to some. Iron Maiden, kind of. <laughs> or actually, what we would have done is we would to we would have to uh, buy some international tickets to go see Iron Maiden at, at Japan and then fly back to watch that historic card. Probably what we had to do. We'd definitely be broke after that one. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. We would definitely be. We'd have to like save up some money again and then refill the uh, fill, refill the old bank accounts, but. Um, but that was about all from 1980, from May of 1981 that I had. I mean, Crockett ran a ran our show in the Omni, um, which actually had a good main event too. It was Ted DiBiase and the Junkyard Dog versus the Freebirds, but not the uh, uh, not the Michael Hayes Freebirds. It was Terry Gordy and Buddy Roberts, which still would have been good. Don't get me wrong; those guys are good too. But you know, Michael Hayes is like the face of the Freebirds. Yeah, <laughs> to me, to me, um, definitely. But yeah, I mean, sounds like a pretty fun 1981 rocking, you know, we just got from Dumb to France. This is kind of like an international tour if we would have saw all these. <laughs> we would have gone to France, we would have been in Japan, all the way to yep. the United States. Boy, we would have been international, fucking the retro blood's going international for this year. Yep. But so... There's another release date for this movie. This is the release date which we would have obviously seen because this is when it got released in the United States. So this movie was released in the United States on October 28th, 1983. All right? And, you know, it didn't really do the biggest box office you ever heard in your life. Uh, it says it did like 1.1 million, you know? But, uh, you know, I, it's one of those movies. This is definitely one of those movies that during the time, probably people watched and like, okay, it's here, or they didn't even go see it. But then it gained like a cult following later on, type of deal. Like a lot of movies happen. Yeah, yeah I don't think it even did well in Europe. Um, yeah. You know, at the time, I think it was it was pretty much a, pretty much a failure when it first came out. But it's one of those things that gained a cult following much later, which a lot of good movies have. Uh, the Thing, as example, was considered shit when it came out but is now considered one of the best horror movies ever made exactly so there's a there's a lot of examples we'll be talking about that here on the retro blood but something i found that some of the music side that was happening around october uh 1983 is this random band i never heard of them before of course it's a hair metal band brother you know, we're bringing the hair metal band. We, how can we have a month of love without having some hair metal bands on the show? Okay. Oh, how could we? How? Ca- yes, exactly. Love ballads, 
all kinds of stuff. So, okay. Our boy, our boy, uh, uh, Heinrich, I don't know, Heinrich, God, I can't even say his name. Our boy, Heinrich. Heinrich. Oh, he, yeah, he would yeah. be a freaking huge fan of this band. All right. Our, we'll get to him too. Loki, my favorite guy in the whole movie. But he would love this band called Rocks. You ever heard of Rocks before? I've heard of them, but I've never listened to them. They released their EP, Violence Breed. And I was like, okay. I like these guys. I saw, you should see this picture. Like their album is just the, them. You know, they're like, they. you know what they look like? They look like Black Roses in this fucking picture. Like they look exactly that, like them. That doesn't surprise me. Like, is their name pronounced, is it spelled R-O-X-X? Uh, I just see R-O-X on here. But it, oh it, well, sorry. They only had one X. So yeah, they only had one X. They should have had the. Uh, of course. They, they should have had the triple X, brother. But they didn't. Hell yeah, they should have. Yeah, but they released the Violent Breed. These guys were fucking leathered, fucking had the gloves on. I'm like, okay. I looked at these guys. Like, okay, like they do like the rock and roll and stuff. And I listened to their, I listened to a couple of their tracks. And I don't know if there's a lot of rocks fans out there, but to me, this shit was just g- generic, generic. It was just kind of generic, I guess. Generic hair hair bands. It wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It was very generic. You know? I didn't get through the whole CD. You know? But I could see us driving into Trans Am. We got the, we got the rocks and popping in there. Listen to a couple of tracks. Eh, maybe put it on the shelf. You know what I mean? Like, we have it, but we're not listening to it. It's going to be on the shelf. And then I might pop it in for a couple minutes. And be like, okay, that's what they sound like again. Okay, it's going to go back on the shelf. It's like kind of one of those yeah. bands, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think I think it, that would have been went straight back to the UCD store from yeah. me, but you know, hey. <laughs> but hey, they look know, like they could I'm rock not though. The biggest fan of hair metal though. I bet they got a lot of women at their concerts though, because they looked like they were, well, were getting ready to, to get the party in this fucking picture. So. Oh, I have no doubt about that. They would they would have liked our girl Anne. <laughs> or Anna. She she only likes. <laughs> She only likes tentacle monsters. That's true. That's true. Do you got any wrestling for us in 1983? I do. Um, and um, I, I I have, this is not, I mean, this is kind of cool, but it's not a big deal, but it's kind of cool. So um, on October 20th, it doesn't say what promotion this is, but um, it's probably AWA if I had to guess, which was Vern Gagne's, uh, min, um, you know, Northern Midwest territory. October 20th, 1983 in Winnipeg, Canada. So you had a match. One of the matches was Andre the Giant and Rick Martel and Mad Dog, Mad, Mad Dog Vachon, who was Luna Vachon's dad. Uh, they defeated Kim Patera, Jerry Blackwell, and Sheik Adnan. So Sheik Adnan, again, you can tell those are the, those are the heels oh, yeah. because the Sheik is from somewhere <laughs> else, so he's obviously a bad guy. Yes. Um, and, uh, and, but on the same show, this, is, this would have been crazy to watch, I think. The same show you had Hulk Hogan fighting David Schultz to a no contest. Hmm. So David Schultz, I don't know if you're um What promotion is remember, this? I think it's AWA. It doesn't say in my lineup, but the night before they were in Manitoba with AWA, so I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Um but David Schultz, if you remember, was the guy who slapped the shit out of uh what's his name, John Stossel. Yeah. Oh yeah, for saying yeah. that wrestling was fake. Yeah, he was supposed to be on WrestleMania one, but um, apparently uh, Vince, according to David Schultz, Vince McMahon told him that to uh, 
make sure that people thought it was a shoot, like it was a real thing and not to like let anybody into the business. So John, apparently John Stossel met him in the airport and asked him how he feels about wrestling being fake. And he just like slapped the shit out of him and said, how fake does that feel? Yep. That is a and perfect then, thing. <clears throat> that is a perfect yeah. video to put on our Facebook page. Cause if it, you guys haven't is, seen that, great. it is fucking fantastic. <laughs> he just fucking just goes there and slaps the shit out of this guy. How's that feel, brother? And he got in like a huge trouble after that. Yeah. It almost, it basically ruined his career. Yeah. Um, it, it did. It basically ruined his career because the the WWE or WWF time didn't really use him. I don't think hardly anything any after that. So um, the, he did go on to wrestle some more, but he would have been a much much bigger star fighting Hulk Hogan in the eighties if this hadn't have happened. So let me bring this up to you. So there's two famous incidents of a reporter being too big for his britches, and mm -hmm. you know doing the whole wrestling fake thing. There was the David Schultz one that you just said, and there's also the Vader one. Which one do you yeah, think it was crazier? One. No, the Schultz one is well, hmm. Because okay, I, I think know. the Schultz one was crazier visually, but the Vader one, <clears throat> the story afterwards was crazy. Where he was like yeah, what stuck happened in, after that. Well, after he he did the whole thing and he, he was like, you know, getting onto the the host and everything, he was actually locked up uh in in prison for about like a couple of days until they can they actually like sorted it all out and got him out. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's true. He did get arrested, and yeah. Schultz. I don't think Schultz got arrested. Well, he. I think he got taken away, but I think he was released immediately afterwards. Um, Stossel is still pissed off about it to this day, but I mean, like, what the fuck do you expect? I mean, especially yeah. then. Yeah, exactly. Especially, especially then. then. Yeah. Nowadays, they would yeah, like, whatever. Um, I don't give a fuck. They, back then, yeah, they would well, be like getting your ass. I think you'd still. I think you'd still get talk to if yeah. you mentioned it to somebody's face but well i mean the other day i was telling you the story the other day like some guy ran into some random kid was like here overhearing oh he wasn't even in the conversation he wouldn't even end this conversation he was overhearing me talk about wrestling and he was like you, you know that's fake right and i was like why don't we get you in a ring and see how fake you think it is yeah you know a lot of times when people like come up to you and say that's like okay like i don't know you, you jack like thank you for telling me Oh, thank you for enlightening me, oh genius one. <laughs> but, I always usually respond instead of slapping them. I usually respond, um, you know, I'll ask them if they've seen a recent movie, and they usually they always say yes. And then I'm like, you realize that was fake, right? No, brother. Spider Man wasn't really wasn't really fighting the Green Goblin to it for his for his life at the end of Spider Man No Way Home, right? No, brother. It was a shoot. All right, it's a shoot. <laughs> it's a documentary. Uh, anyway, um, something funny too, like, so this is like Rock's Violent Breed. Uh, listen to these oh, yeah. tracks right here. Oh, you're going to love these. Okay. Love ya like a diamond. That must be a <laughs> Ric Flair song. <laughs> I want to be a hero. I'm sure you do. This is my favorite. Well, one of my favorites. Dress to kill. Wow. Uh, uh, this is the one that our boy Mark would like, and he would he would be listening to this song over and over again. Say goodbye to love. All right. Is that the ballad? I get. I, I, it probably is. And then there's a side B. Check out check out side B. Daylight robbery. Daylight <laughs> <laughs> robbery. Hot on your track. Oh, that's great. Wild and crazy. 
this one is definitely an 80s one and you could not do this one nowadays and i'm surprised it's on here jailbait <laughs> and then we have yeah. violation damn okay they ain't playing around violation yeah. <laughs> this is so it's just so generic like it's just generic like hair metal i know like hey girls you guys want to do jailbait we're doing it tonight <laughs> All right, everybody. And then right after that, violation. Yeah, we got the violation. Now we're about to get hot on your tracks, brother. Wow. That's some good shit. I'm going to have to find some stuff from these guys that played on the Facebook page because oh, I hope I can find some live shit of them because that would be fantastic. Rock and roll rocks over here. So, uh, you better put some live Iron Maiden up there to counteract that shit. Yeah, maybe that. Yeah, probably like you know, I got to make sure they're evened out at the same right. time. But everybody, how about we get into the to 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 the to our review? How about we get into the uh, to the love, the love story for ages over here? We're about to get into possession. Mark, your wife keeps her own secrets. Make her talk to me. It'll be the way that she wants. Tell me. Well, I think what you want to do to Bob is just... Inhuman. So what you're doing must be human. as much as you like but it's you who wants to know things for me so please make it possible Yeah, 
Yeah, you got you, I, you, the people out there. I, I'm kind of speechless at the moment, which is bad for a podcast, but you just got to see this. <laughs> like, you have to watch this movie. Yeah. So the way we found, we, how did you even find this thing? You mean how did I hear about it, or how did I actually find the version that we watched? Oh, both. <laughs> oh, so I had heard of this movie, and I thought I had seen it. But I had not seen this because there's no fucking way I would have ever forgotten watching this movie. But um, my very good um, horror movie friend, Chelsea, recommended this um, because I was kind of desperate to find uh, Valentine's Day themed uh, movies, Um, you know, something that would work for our theme. And, um, you know, obviously Valentine's Day is not a big part of my life or anything I care about. But anyway. It is, um, I was having trouble finding appropriate content and she came and saved me and recommended this one. And, um, it's really hard to find. It was out of print. So I had to go through some, uh, shall we say black market means to find this for us to watch, but I was successful and we did find it and we did watch it. And now we are going to talk about it. Yes, we are. So this movie is pretty interesting. So it was, Mm -hmm. It, it took place in Germany. Right. Yes. So we have a Germany love story. And oh, kind we're... Of. Kind of, yes. <laughs> and um, we have our main character. His name is Mark. And he was played by Sam Neill. Yep. Who was... From Jurassic Park. Yes. Who was Dr. Grant from Jurassic Park. And yes. I remember when I put this movie on. Because the first scene is him driving in a taxi. Yeah. And I'm looking at him, and I was like, the fuck? That guy looks familiar. And then I'm like watching him, I'm watching him, and I'm like, is that that motherfucker from Jurassic Park? And it blew my mind because, like, <laughs> it's like I'd never seen him young before. You know, like, there's certain actors and stuff like that where you've seen him at a certain age, and you just, it's just weird seeing him younger. You know, and I would say this guy, Sam, he, he's one of those because I I was introduced to him probably like almost everybody, probably at least around our age, is introduced to this guy from Jurassic Park, you know? When did Jurassic Park come out? That was like 1998. Hold on, I got it pulled up over here. Let's see. Uh, this one was... Oh, I was way off. June 9th, 1993. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I mean, you know, you're right. I'd probably, like, I think of Sam Neill as the guy from In the Mouth of Madness. But I would have seen Jurassic Park before that. So, yeah, I, you know. But, yeah, I'm sure most people think of Sam Neill as the guy from Jurassic Park. Yes. Um, Wasn't he in, like, some of those Damon, Damon movies, too? Yeah, he was in one of them. I was thinking of that. I was going to ask you that, and I forgot. I think wasn't he in the third one? Or yeah, the second one, the third one, um, the one where he becomes president or whatever. I yeah, think it's the third one. Yeah, I think it's the third one. Yeah, because yeah, he was in that too. Yeah, I mean he's been in he's been in, like he's been in some you know some pretty decent movies. It just you know obviously Jurassic Park is like his biggest one. You know that that he's yeah, probably, probably. Been I mean, he's a well-known actor. I mean, you know, it's not like he's like a, like an underground sensation or whatever. Like he's a well-known actor. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, he was. He's been in a lot of like really well thought of movies, and yeah. he was also in this movie. Yeah, and it's crazy because he's still doing his stuff nowadays. Obviously, he's going to come back 
for Jurassic World, the the newer one that's coming out. And he's also going to be in the oh, new really? Thor. He's also going to be in the Thor movie as well, Love and Thunder. Oh, who does he play in Thor? Um, it says on here he's playing an Odin actor. An Odin actor. Okay. Oh. Yeah, he should. Um, he should play. Uh, he should play Mark. He should come back as Mark and. Thor, Love and Thunder. Yeah, no, exactly. Yes. I mean, this would that would be perfect. Now, I do have a uh, a story that I'll tell tell after we review the movie of how uh, Mark transitioned to be um um Alan Grant from from Jurassic Park. So I have mm-hmm. a theory, and we'll, we'll we'll go through that theory after we that go through the one movie. In, they're one and the same. They're one and the same. But uh, but yeah, um. Very, very, very interesting movie. Very interesting time frame that we have going on here as well, too. We'll talk about some of that stuff when we get into it. But let's get into some of the breakdown stuff. So we have our character, Mark. He is in a taxi driving up to a house. And this is like has some weird music in here, too. Like some beginning weird music. I liked it. It was kind of like we're seeing some scenery. We obviously can see it's Germany. There's a lot of graffiti on the wall. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that wall over there was the Berlin Wall. That could have been. Yeah, where the guards were at. Um, yeah. Oh, definitely that scene was. Yeah, with the guards. That was like I think that was just stock footage of the Berlin Wall. Yeah. With the you know German Russian guards or whatever they were at the time. But yeah, I thought the soundtrack to this was really good. It was really really good. Yeah. And he meets up with this character where we found out her name is Anne or Anna. Mm-hmm. I always want to say Anne, but it's Anna. Uh, she, this girl is something else in this movie too. Holy moly! <laughs> so they're going off like just saying like, "Hey," he's like, "He's like, you're saying you don't know, but when will you know?" She's like, "I don't know." And then there's like, "Should I?" Then this is <laughs> this. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of like, okay. There's a lot of like dialogue. I'm not gonna go everything that they say because that was hard to write out down everything. But I'll try to like do cliff notes for everybody. All right. So that basically, oh, yeah. we're showing right now that they're like acting kind of weird towards each other, and you know, they're just saying like, "Hey, you know," Mark's saying like, "Hey, I'm here. I got all my stuff. Like, should I not stay with you today? Should I stay at a hotel? Like, you know, what's going on over here? Everything's been kind of weird." And then Anna's, Anna's like, "Well, Bob knows you're coming." I'm like, "Who the fuck is Bob?" <laughs> <laughs> What a name. That was my favorite name during the whole movie. We have all these like yeah. interesting names. We have Bob. Hey, Bob. I thought that was really weird, too, especially once we find out who Bob is. <laughs> exactly. And then he's like, oh, well, I, maybe I can. Oh, and here's your first clue for Jurassic Park. Our boy Mark says, oh, Bob, well, maybe I could take him to the park or to the, you know, to, to the zoo. Huh? Ooh. Huh? That's your first catch clue there. right there, Good everybody. catch there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we see them. They go upstairs. And then Mark's like, hey, uh, hey, Anna, uh, uh, you know, come admire our son. So we see that Bob is a kid. He is the son of, of Mark and Anna. What a name. Like, like, who names their son Bob? Like, that's like a 50-year-old man's name. Like, if you're in your 20s, you wouldn't even go by Bob. You'd be like Bobby or Robert or Robbie or yeah. Rob or something. I mean, like Bob. Like, this kid's like five. And he's Bob. He's Bob already. So then we see them both like shirtless in the bed and they're talking to each other. And they're both saying like, you know, maybe all couples go through this and they just can't figure out why they're not attracted to each other. They can't figure out why they just don't want to touch each other. They want to be around each other. Um, and then, you know, uh, Mark says like, you know, is there another guy? There's always another guy during this. 
And then she's like, no, there's not another guy. And then she asks, like, all right, were you unfaithful when you're... So basically, Mark, he, he, he was gone for a long time in the war, okay? And he worked as a Secret Service person. I was okay. about to say, Bob, is a, he's a spy. So I, I not really Bob, Marcus. I, I mean, sorry, not Bob. I mean, Bob might be a spy, but at the end of the movie, I don't know what the fuck he was doing. <laughs> that would have been a much better movie. That's a swerve, boy. They make a sequel where Bob's a spy. Oh, shit. <laughs> Fucking sick. Bob is the... Yeah. Maybe he can find the sex demon somewhere <laughs> yeah we're gonna we're gonna connect this we're gonna connect we're gonna have a whole universe for uh yes. for this movie, <laughs> for this movie. Uh, before it's done <laughs> yes oh, but anyway so yes mark i believe he's like a spy so he's been off like undercover as a spy i believe for a long time or a while at least yes and she was asking like you know <laughs> this was a funny line she was like are you unfaithful it's like to tell you the truth not really <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I thought that was not funny. Not a good answer, Mark. That's not a good answer. Yeah. The and answer's always no. It's like just to be honest, like not really. Uh, <laughs> and then like next thing there was like, do you want to do you want to figure this out? He's like no, and then she's like no. So they're we're, we're they're 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 relating to us that their relationship is very rocky right now. It's very very rocky. <laughs> yes, to say the least. So then we see Mark in a, an abandoned office with a couple of dudes answering him a bunch of questions, like asking him a bunch of questions. And at first, you know, what I thought this was you know it reminded me of. So I don't know if they do this like nowadays, but back then when I was like looking for a job and stuff, there always be like these scam jobs. You know what I mean? That they, you would yeah. go and get hired and it would be like some sort of like rented out building. All right. Yeah. And then it'd be like some fake guy like, hey, man, I'm so excited for you getting on board and stuff. I can't wait to see this presentation and stuff. And they have a group of people. You're just sitting there. They're all like asking you all these questions to get you signed up for their pyramid scheme. That's what those yeah, remind exactly. me of. I was like, what yeah. the fuck? This is like some sort of pyramid but scheme. You can always tell because when you go to one of those, it'll it'll never have the office will never have furniture other than a desk and a chair. Exactly, and that's what this had. It was just some abandoned <laughs> building with some desk and some dudes there. All right, but you know we found out. I guess this is like a secret society, guys, or something. Like I'm not really sure what the purpose of this was of this particular story because we see some people later, but maybe like maybe some like super nerd would like figured this part out but i couldn't really so basically this is like a group of like who mark was working for uh yeah. i guess there are a bunch of secret agents that did stuff and <laughs> they're asking like mark a bunch of questions like like how did he act and <laughs> if this was like a wrestling promo <laughs> nowadays it'd be like this how did he act what uh <laughs> how many vows did you take what uh did, did he did he did he feel you what you know what I mean? <laughs> just fucking question after question after question. And then Mark's like, yes, he, he did this. He was fine. Uh, my, my job's over here done. I need a successor. So they're going right. on by... So Mark needs a success, uh, successor to take over his job because he doesn't want to do it anymore. Right. That's the whole point of this scene, I think, is that Mark, he's trying to quit. Yes. He's trying to quit being a, a, a secret agent so that he can go back to his family. Yes, because he... It, so since they're you know him and him and Anna are on the rocks, he I think he just wants to take the money from this last job and then work more on his relationship. You know, instead of like doing all this going off and you know going to secret meetings and stuff like that, he does he wants to get away from all that. And eventually they ask him like, hey, you know why we want to hire you again? You did a great job on this guy. And he's like, oh, I don't want to do it. And it's like why? Because of family. He's like, well, why can't we help you take care of your family? He's just like, no, I don't want to do that. And then they talk they talk about some more stuff. And then he eventually says, you know, I can't do this job. 
uh, because I'll be questioning too much stuff. And they're, they're like, okay. And then they're like, then at the end, the guy's like, so the guy, did he really have pink socks? <laughs> and I was like, okay, we're going to see this pink sock motherfucker. You know, it's a little Easter egg. And we kind of did, yeah. but I didn't really get it. Okay. All right. So after this, we have Mark. He's looking at all his cash. Got all this cash. So he's like, fuck it. I'm out of here now. So we have, we're back. And now we have Anna. She is looking in the room. And um, now this is when we get. So this is when we get Mark. He's back in in uh, the hotel or or their apartment, and he always has like his watch near the window. I'm not sure what that's supposed to represent, but it's there a couple times. Mm-hmm. And eventually, he's like hanging around. He's trying to call to see where Anna is because they were supposed to meet. And eventually, he calls. Um, he he like goes to sleep. He wakes up. He's waiting for Anna. All right. Uh, we get a call from Anna. She's like, "Hey, I'm downtown. Um, you know, I can't get it there and stuff." Eventually, and then after that, she's kind of very vague with him for the first phone call. And then this is yeah. when Mark is now calling up uh, Margie, and she is like Anna's only friend. Okay, mm-hmm. what a character this was. I mean, you talk about fucking useless. <laughs> okay. So he fucking, fucking calls her up. Is like, listen, Anna, tell me straight. Like, is she seeing somebody else and stuff like that? And then Anna's like, I don't really know her business and stuff like that. She's she's paying dumb too, you know. Well, what do you expect though? I mean, like, you yeah. know, you know, if your girl was like cheating on you with somebody else, I mean, her best friend's not gonna fucking tell you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, and like, you know. I think she knew about the, the, the first guy, but I don't think she knew about the sex demon. That's what we'll talk about soon. So eventually, after he hangs up and he waits for a little bit, Mark gets a call from Anna. And Anna's like, hey, you know, I'm just not, we're not working out. And he's like, well, what's going on stuff? Let, let's just meet downtown. She's like, I can't meet downtown. I'm 30 minutes away. And he's all like, is there somebody else? Is there somebody else? And she, she eventually spills the beans and says, yes, there is somebody else. And then our boy Mark goes on like, you know, like, who is he? Are you there right now? She's like, yes, I'm there right now. And he's all like, he's like is, he, is he listening? And then he goes on to be a lot like, did you have sex with him? And she's like, yes. He's like, was he good? Yes. Was he better than me? Yes. I was like, shit, okay. And he, so, and he probably asked less questions too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this guy was asking all the questions. So eventually, he was, was like, "Hey, we need to meet. We we need to meet right now." All right. Um. So so they meet up at some sort of like. Uh. So they meet up at like a, like a bar area, but it's like barely anybody in this restaurant. All right, and they have like their backs kind of like like they're not back to each other, but they're kind of like getting onto each other. And then he, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, I thought this was weird. So <laughs> they don't sit at the, they don't really sit at the same table together. Yeah, it's like side by side. Like, yeah, they sit at these weird side by side tables where they're kind of like back to back almost, um, which I thought was really strange. Maybe it's a European thing that I don't know about, but it, I thought that was really weird that they just sit at these tables where his back's kind of to her and they're kind of talking, and it looks like they're eating alone. 
but they're talking to each other. It was just really weird. I don't know if maybe it was a, like a like a like a scene setup thing. Like that's just how they set it up to f- shoot the scene, and it looked better to him. But I, I mean, and, and so they wouldn't have to cut the camera back and forth. Yeah. But I thought, and I thought that was really fucking weird. <clears throat> yeah, but you know, maybe this it was just at the point where you know now that we find out the 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 wife was cheating and everything maybe they just couldn't look each other in the eye or something but basically you know yeah yeah maybe mark walks up he's like is 800 a month good and he's like you're keeping the apartment and then mark mark's like hey i'm just not gonna see bob anymore it's just i'm sorry the bob name it just gets to me i'm not gonna see bob anymore and then and then and i was like well hey what, what are you talking about he needs a he needs a um a man in his life and stuff and then he's all like it's like, well, for, you know, you, you ruined that, didn't you? And then uh, this is when he spills the beans like, hey, what happened? I just got back from the war. I thought we we're going to fix our relationship and stuff. And then some freaking, listen, the dialogue in here, they were just going off each other. Sometimes it was hard to hear what they were actually saying a lot. But the gist of everything is Anna goes on saying, yes, I fucking got this guy. I needed something. I needed something in my life because you weren't there. Um I was just going through a lot of stuff right now. You can call me a horrible mother. You can call me a horrible person. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? He was better than you, and you fucking suck and shit. Then we get some Jerry Springer shit going on over here for fucking chairs flying in everywhere. Mark's going yeah, fucking he's like crazy. Basically destroying. He, yeah, he like he's basically destroying the entire restaurant because yeah. because of the situation. Yeah, he so, got he got. Let's, let's pause for a second. Uh-huh. Let's pause for a second. So I, I am the last person in the world to give relationship advice. But yeah. one one bit of relationship advice I would give you is if you're having some uh, issues with your missus and you, you're about to break up and get divorced, possi- possibly a bad thing to do would be destroy the restaurant that you're trying to have this conversation in. Exactly. Like, but, I'm pretty sure but that's they were, not going to get her back. But this restaurant is apparently cool because the motherfucker didn't get charges or nothing. They just walked out of there no. sky-free. No, well, yeah, I mean, he did kind of get roughed up a little bit, but, yeah. you know, but still, yeah, that, that, anyway, we'll continue on with the story, but I just, it's a little public service announcement for anybody who's considering, uh, yeah. this, this line of, yeah, uh, don't go to the local Starbucks, okay, and destroy it, <laughs> and destroy it, come back. so this part was kind of weird, like, I didn't really get this part, because it was basically Mark, and he was fucked up, looks like he was on drugs, like, with the beard and everything and he was like fucking walking like a zombie and then like i thought that he'd just been drinking that's what i took out of that was yeah like that was supposed to just be be him like really really but it was drunk. weird because we got all the whole thing and then eventually that like that that uh i don't i guess they're in a hotel because i saw a maid over there and the maids are like staring at him all weird and he's like you know how long i've been out or something and the next thing we know we see mark all clean shaven and everything talking to bob so it was it was just a weird transition from him looking like a drug drug addict to fucking just being all clean cut again. So yeah, is is that where he goes to find Bob and she's gone? Yeah, she yeah he goes to find Bob and she is gone from the from the apartment and the apartment's yeah. a mess and then Bob has a bunch of like peanut butter or some shit all over him. <laughs> yeah, I th- uh. I think that so yeah what I took out of this was that was supposed to be a significant amount of time passing. No. Yeah. Maybe it just wasn't shown very well. European cinema is uh, here. I sound like a snob. European <laughs> cinema is very uh, different, but um, like sometimes passage of time is a little weird. Like they don't like necessarily show you that. Like it just 
happens. So what I took out of that was that it was like <clears throat> he was like this whole scene where he destroys the restaurant happened, and then he was gone for a while, and then he's been like drinking like constantly, and then he decides to like clean up his shit again, and then he's gonna go see if he can get Anna and Bob back. Yeah, and then he shows up, and then that's the world we're at now, where he finds Bob with peanut butter all over him. Yes. And he eventually cleans him up, talks to him. He's a very good dad to Bob. Um, even though he's like saying like yeah. he wasn't gonna go see him, but I guess you know, I guess he is. Uh, he cleans him up, looks at him all weird when he takes his shirt off for some reason. And the next thing you know, we got Anne. She is back, and now our boy Mark he is rocking in this chair hard. Like if the, this guy is like he, he's fucking rocking in that chair to the freaking high heaven. This guy was going at it. And then she goes like, he's "Oh, angry now." Yeah, he's angry. And he, she shows up, and she's all like, oh, I'm not usually late. And then Mark, and then basically Mark's one's like, listen, the gist of this is like, Mark's like, listen, here's what you're going to do. You're going to break up with this guy. You're going to come back and be a family with me. And we, me and you are going to raise Bob together. And of course, Anna's like, no, no, I can't do this. I'm a bad person. I'm a freaking whore. You know, all this shit she was saying. And he's like, he's like shaking her and they're all like fucking getting out to it and stuff. And he's like, you need to call him right now. Cause she was like, okay, let me go to him. He, he deserves that to me to tell him in person. It's like, no, you got to call him on the phone right now and break up with Heinrich, which I swear at first he, she said Heinrich. I was like, Heidenreich, he's back. Holy shit. He's back. He ain't fucking this Michael Cole. He kind of does look. Yeah, he kind of looks like Heidenreich, actually. Bro, this guy. When we Whoa. meet him, holy <laughs> shit! I was like, "Listen, when we meet this guy, we'll get to him." Like, he is my favorite character in the movie. But trying to write notes for this motherfucker was hard as shit. Okay, <laughs> I was like, I, I had to put a bunch of question marks half of my notes of what this guy was saying. Okay, I'll try my best out there to recap what this. A Heidrich guy was saying, but boy, boy, what a character this guy was. Okay, and then you know, Mark's, you know, why he's like doing it. He's like, like freaking, like hugging her and like freaking. And then eventually, like, she, he, he, he we're seeing like a lot of drama, like, you know, like they're, they're draining each other basically with, with the drama yeah. that they have. And eventually, uh, they give each other a hug, and then Anna goes to sleep, and then we see a phone call. Um, we, <laughs> We get a we get a phone call, um, and we see a letter on the uh, the bed that 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 uh, Anna wrote to um to Mark, and um and then um so when the phone rings, you know Mark goes up there and he picks it up quick, and it's our boy Heinrich saying like, "Hey, she's gonna be staying with me. She'll be with me forever." All right, and then we see this note. On the bed, it says, my love, I had to go talk with Margie so I would never hurt you again. My love. So basically, Anna says she's going to Margie's house. And Mark thinks she's going to go off to uh, Heinrich, his house. Right, because that's what Heinrich told him. Yes. So we have crazy Mark. That's where I wrote my notes. Calling Margie. And he's like calling the number. He wants to, she wants, and then he wants to speak with Heinrich and eventually she calls you know Margie's number she's not picking up so then he calls up this Heinrich guy he wants to speak he's like this is Anna's husband and he's like talking to his mom <laughs> like Heinrich every time he calls like the mom picks up <laughs> 
And then the mom's like, oh, I haven't seen Anna here. She hasn't been here for weeks. And then, you know, Mark thinks he's basically lying. Right. Right. And then uh, eventually um, Bob's like, hey, where's the mom at and stuff? And Mark's like, I'm here, but she's not here, but I'm going to take you to school. Okay. So then Mark takes Bob to school. And this is when we meet the teacher, which I don't think we ever got her name. I'm just going to call her the teacher. Her her name is uh, uh, Helen, isn't it? Helen? Okay. I believe it's Helen. Yeah. So we got the teacher's name is Helen. Yes. We have Helen, the teacher. All right. She looks very similar to Anna. Like if by similar you mean exactly the same. Yes. Exactly. Except for different hair. <laughs> and she has green eyes. Yes. And then fucking Mark Which was like, a- You ain't fooling nobody and he's trying to pull her hair. <laughs> and she's like, What the fuck? She's like, Oh, sorry. Uh you look extremely you ever met my wife before? She's like, Yes, of course I met your wife. He's like, Oh. Okay. Interesting. This whole scene was kind of weird because so you, I mean, you know, like the whole thing was like, he had never taken his kid to school before. Of course, I guess he'd been off like spying or whatever, but he'd never taken his kid to school before. And so never met this lady. And then this lady looks exactly like his wife played by Isabella Johnny. Who's the same actress that plays Anna. Um, But, but yeah, this whole scene was really freaking weird. Um, but this is not even the weirdest part of the movie. No, we we'll get. It gets no. much weirder than this. No, it gets. Yeah, it hasn't yeah. got weird. Yet. Wait to this scene. This is still normal. <laughs> Fuck, this scene was funny as hell. I don't know. This is like, I don't. I, I didn't know what to feel after I saw this scene. Well, this is one of them. So Mark is now at Heinrich's house. Boy, what a character! This guy fucking just—he looked like you know—he looked like. He looked like a. He kind of looked like Malcolm McDowell. You know what I mean, like a like a like a Michael McDowell from the uh, the Star Trek movie. You know what I mean? He had that yeah, like, like yeah. you know, with the little shirt down. You know what I mean? Showing off the chest. You know what I mean? This guy, he's like one of those like, I guess artsy kind of guys. I guess you know what I mean. I can't really explain. Mm-hmm. Kind of like I took him as just like the super like, I don't know, partying kind of guy. You know, I don't know. Um, yeah, you know, like I don't, I don't know how to describe it. Like you know, just uh, you know, uh, I don't know, like a guy, like a guy at parties a lot, I guess. Yes, and he was played by this actor named Heinz Bennett. Yep, he was a famous German actor. So this guy is all like, Mark's like, where's Anna? And Heinrich's like, she's not here. He's like, well, don't make me break down the door. He's all like, the door is open. <laughs> I don't know why I found that funny. So they, they walk in and stuff, and then he's like, you know. We're sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> well, you don't have to break it down. It's not yeah. locked, sir. So then this is when Heinrich's going, like, I know you're in pain. Like, we could both be civil to each other. And he's, like, very touchy. Like, he's, like, touching up on Mark. I thought this guy wanted to fuck Mark. Like, he was just touching up well, on him and stuff, grabbing his I hand. I mean, Heinrich just seems like, I mean, he seems like a decent guy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like you're, like you're at, at up well, this kinda. point in the movie, kind of. Yeah, I mean, kind of. Yeah, you're at this point in the movie, you're, you're kind of, you know, you're, you're kind of led to believe that Heinrichs is asshole who's taken Mark's wife away or whatever, and he is. But I mean, he's like, but he's, he seems, he seems at this point in the movie, he seemed to me like more of a good guy than Mark does, because now we have Crazy Mark, who's just, you can't be around Crazy Mark. 
Yeah, and then he's asking, like, you know, how long you guys been together? He said one year. And then he's all like, you know, like, you know, I guess I, what I assumed during this conversation was Heinrich, he really likes Anna. He wants to keep having sex with Anna, but I don't think he would have mind if Mark joined. <laughs> Let's just say that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't be yeah, opposed to it. it out there. Okay. Yeah. And I don't think you're right. I don't think you would have been opposed to it. Yeah. Yes. And then, like, and then, then he, they're like walking around the house, and like he's touching up on them. They're in the bedroom for a second, and then he's all like, "When's the last time that you even both touched? Or you, even, you, ever, you when's the last time you were sexually active with your wife and made her feel good and stuff?" And then, like, we see like some old lady show up. <laughs> it was like his mom. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, and then, like, he, he was all like asking like how does it feel to be fucking my wife and stuff and and then like eventually they like, piss off each other and then fucking mark starts pushing him and then boy this heinrich right just whoops his ass i mean fuck yes. he just beat this what a geek this fucking mark guy is i mean if he tried yeah. to go for a swing and fucking henry emo over here just doing some kung fu on his fucking ass i was like oh shit yeah like there's a lot to a lot to say about the scene but a couple of things to say is one like I thought that secret agents are supposed to be like trained fighters, you know, like spies. Like, shouldn't you be able to like James? Shouldn't it be like James Bond? Yeah. Like you know, and and this Mark guy is just like he can't fight. He can't even fight Heinrich, who's just the guy from around the way. Yeah. Um, he's just a normal dude. Um, but also like, you know, I mean, if your if your wife or girlfriend is involved with somebody else, showing up at the guy's house is never a good idea as Mark finds out when he gets his ass kicked. Yeah, exactly. Like, not only did he get, like, freaking, like, berated and then mm. sexually assaulted, basically, but he also got his ass whipped, too. <laughs> yeah. All in one stay. <laughs> and he had some old lady laughing at him. I was like, damn. Our boy Mark, not having a good uh, trip back home so far. Okay? So now we see Anna and Bob in the kitchen. They're laughing, having a good time. Uh, Mark is there too now and he cleaned up himself he still has some blood on his shirt um, and this is when they start arguing with each other and she's like he's like hey you weren't at Mar Margie's house you weren't at Heinrich's house where the fuck were you and this, this is like all happening when they're like screaming at each other too all right. Right. And she's like, I'm There's just a lot of that in this movie. I'm just fucking everybody. I'm a freaking whore. She's just going crazy and stuff like that. And then eventually, like, they're back and forth and stuff. And Adam, um, Anna slaps him, slaps Mark in the face. And then Mark's like, do it again. And she was like, oh, OK. <laughs> and then they start slapping. And then eventually fucking Mark gets pissed off at her. <clears throat> and then starts like slapping her a bunch of times and calling her a bitch and stuff. And so we're getting some serious shit going on over here. I was like, okay, it's mm -hmm. getting kind of getting kind of wild. And eventually she runs away and she's bloody too, like she's like bleeding from the lips and stuff. And then uh, Mark's following her, saying like, you know, what's going on with us? Like, well, you know, what's what's up with us? And they're walking, they're going through the street, and eventually like this car like moves over and a car falls down, and then. Anna just runs away, looking all evil and bloody. I thought something crazy was going to happen right here, like because she was looking like a vampire almost, and then she just fucking runs away. 
And then eventually Mark sees some kids with a ball. He like kicks the ball and goes with them. Yeah, starts playing soccer with these kids randomly after yeah, random. beating the shit out of his wife. <laughs> exactly. And then he like he okay, this is really weird too. Okay. So Mark meets up with Margie and then like Margie just acting like very weird, like, Oh, here I am, I'm Margie, look at me, I'm doing stuff. I'm like touching your clothes and taking your clothes off for some reason because I'm Margie. Uh-huh. I, I have like, a broken foot. That's yeah, so something I, have a, I remember. From I have Margie a broken foot. She has a cast on her leg. And then, and then Mark's like, for I, some reason. And Mark's like, I really don't like you. I thought they were gonna fuck because this girl was like taking up all her shirt and everything. I was like, he's like, I don't really don't like you, Margie. I really just despise you. <laughs> I was like, okay, what the fuck is going on? So now Mark has gone to. There's another scene. Mark has now, after he's doing all that crazy enough, now he has gone to a detective's office. And he wants this detective to spy on his wife because he's not sure where his wife's going because the last two people that he tries to talk where Anna said she was going, she wasn't going. So now he wants to spy on her just to see what's going on. And, the, you know, the detective's yeah. asking, like, some normal questions like, why do you want to spy and stuff, you know, for, for reasons. And he's like, you know, she's just, like, being kind of weird because she's, like, she doesn't live with us, but she keeps visiting me and my son. All right, so we're established, I guess, Mark got the apartment. Yeah, so I was kind of wondering about that, like, because she would leave the apartment for, for like, long periods of time, and then all of a sudden randomly be back. Yes. So I'm guessing that he lives there with Bob, and, she, and she's been gone. Yeah. Like, he, I guess he's staying at the apartment at, yeah. at the time, and that she's gone somewhere, which is, explains why he doesn't know where the hell she is. Yeah. And then he shows her a picture of the wife. You know, he, he describes some of the the friends that she has and you know just some background information so the detective knows what he's looking for hey boy this detective (laughs) oh wait till we get to that (laughs) so so this is like so mark is now back home he's helping bob go to sleep uh and margie was there too because margie was there to she's kind of like the filler so like when they're doing stuff that bob always needs like a person to watch over him so margie's pretty much like the, the house sitter um right for a while uh so marcus is looking at his watch so so now anna she has returned okay they they start acting a little weird uh you know like mark's like so how long is this gonna go on she's like excuse me excuse me so she does her she does her vicky guerrero excuse me excuse me (laughs) yes fuck um, and then he's like, he's like, asking like, you know, why Mark's asking like, why do you hate me so much? Like, you know, this is like, this is like, why, why are you like so disgusted by me? And then the whole time he's like saying all kinds of stuff. So all, he's Mark keeps saying like, why are you disgusted at me? Why do you hate me so much? Stuff like that. And the whole, the whole time, Anna is like chopping meat. <laughs> yeah. Like she's putting in a meat, gr- cutting it up and putting in a meat grinder. Yeah. She's putting like meat up into a meat grinder and she's like fucking doing yeah. it crazy. Just right. like our, just like the aunt from uh, the butcher and baker, like fucking, you yes. know, when there's some meat getting grinded, brother, you know, some shit's going on. Uh, right? Yeah, yeah. Any any time a movie has a meat grinder, you know, shit's gonna mm. be crazy. And like, like the weirdest thing is like Mark doesn't even like pay attention to what she's doing. He's like just going like, you just hate me, don't you? Uh, I'm. You just think I'm horrible. Uh, uh, he's saying everything like it's like you think I'm disgusting. You think I'm a, a crazy man. You think you, you think all the stuff. And he's not even say, he's not even saying like, hey, why are you chopping up this meat really weird? <laughs> 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 
And then eventually she like takes the little meat grinder thing. She puts it up towards her neck. And then he's like, what the fuck? And then he brings her to the place and he bandages her up and stuff. And we're seeing that, uh, we're seeing that this character, Anna, she is like, not, not all there. You know what I mean? Like she's hiding a lot of secrets. Yeah, exactly. We're hiding a lot of secrets. (laughs) A little out there. And then eventually, once he's bandaged her up, Anna's like, hey, I'm about to be leaving. And then Mark sees the little grinder and eventually, like, cuts his arm with it. Okay. Yeah, like, he randomly just cuts his arm with the electric knife. Yes. And then Anna's in the, say, she's at the door, says, like, hey, I gotta go. And Mark's like, hey, why don't you come with me to go pick up Bob from school? She's like, I can't. I just can't. And then she's like, does your room hurt? And he says it doesn't hurt, and then they do their thing. So this is a weird scene. Anna is walking around town, Germantown. There's like basically nobody around. And then we get this old dude following her. Like, at first I thought it was like some cop or something, but it was the it was the detective that was supposed supposed to go um uh you know follow her and get notes. So Allison, let me ask you a question over here. Absolutely. If you hired a detective to search on and to, to, to get information on said person, has a detective, like, wouldn't you, like, stay, like, some distance away <laughs> from the person? If I, were, if I were a good detective, I would like, stay a little bit of a distance away, yes. Like, would you actually, like, run and follow her and, like, fucking chase her down the fucking street like some <laughs> creeper? Bro, this guy was no Jessica Jones. This motherfucker was, like, chasing her like a crazy stalker, okay? Right. Like, I was, like, so confused at first. I was like, I first thought I was okay. Like, I know there's a detective supposed to be gathering information about her, but this guy looks like a cop, like, trying to, like, like, he was going, Run like. Run her down. Yeah, like, they go to the train station. Uh, Anna goes onto the train, sits next to some hobo guy who grabs a banana and eats it for some reason. Fucking detective there staring <laughs> at him. <laughs> I thought, <laughs> I thought that was fantastic. He just randomly grabs like it. Aren't there her? Aren't they her bananas? I yeah. remember that. Yeah, it was her yeah, bananas. Like she has, she's sitting on the train. like. What the fuck is going on over here? And All this right? random guy who's not in the movie for any particular <laughs> reason just grabs one of her bananas and eats it. <laughs> so then, like Anna is like running downtown. The guy runs too. She's running upstairs. He runs too. My favorite part that was like, and he's like running upstairs and she looks behind him. He just like, looks like he's like working out on the stairs. <laughs> I was like, this fucking guy in a suit with his fucking beard looks like he's working out. Like, come on now. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Like he runs into the, do- like she, she runs uh-huh. into the building, which is, we're going to find out where she's been all this time at this point. But she runs into the building and then he runs in behind her and then she turns around to look at him and he's not more than like, I don't know, 15 or 20 feet away. And then he just all of a sudden has to act like he's supposed to be there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like the world's worst detective. And then this is really funny. So then he goes down and buys like a hot dog and then he calls yeah. the markup and tells him where she's been staying. And then he goes and rings the doorbell and this fucking guy rings the doorbell. Right. All right. We're in the doorbell. Okay. Okay. I'm going to ring it a couple more times. All right. This fucking, this fucking bitch ain't answering. This fucking just jams on the fucking door, like knocking on that thing like crazy. I'm like, fuck, man, you trying to get shot? I'm like, what the hell's going on over here? And then he, he they, they go in. He goes into the room. And like, he's like, hey, I'm the uh, building inspector. I got to go check a lot of your windows and stuff. And she's like, uh, can we do not do this now? Like, 
I really don't want you here. It's like, oh, sorry. Like, I got to be here. I got to check these windows just to make sure everything is is, is in code and stuff. That you've been following me down the street. <laughs> and- <laughs> I, I'd have been like, were you that crazy guy following me down the street? And then, like, you know, it's like, yes, that wasn't me. That was my twin. Right. <laughs> 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 so then he goes to look at every window. Like, this... So there's something about this movie, like, uh, first of all, when I was watching this shit and I paused for a second, I was like, this motherfucker is two hours? Holy shit. That's a long-ass movie. And, like, literally a lot of the scenes were just, like, didn't need to be there. Like, they didn't need to have him go through every fucking window, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it seems reason. like it was, like, I think this is a European thing, too, like, like to add more things than you need to. But honestly, at least 20 minutes this movie could have cut, cut been cut out if we just reduced her hysterical screaming. Yes. Like, there's just, like, and, like, we've reduced it a lot. Like, I feel like we've talked about this movie a lot already, but, like, yeah. like though those argument scenes are basically just them hysterically just screaming at each yes, other. Yes, over and just over like, again. Not even, like, like they're fighting, like, they're angry. It's just, like, they're just out of control, like, just hysterical, just screaming forever. Yes. And then eventually he checks out the windows. And then he's all like, hey, let me go check the bathroom. And she started laughing. Ha, ha, ha. There's no windows and bathrooms. There's <laughs> no windows in a bathroom? Yes. And he's like, oh, some of the places have it. So I got to check in there. And then she starts like acting weird. She's like, hey, do you want some wine? And then this guy's all like, I don't know. I don't want no wine. I got some. I got a wife and kids. <laughs> I was like, okay. He says, like, listen, I only came in here to, to, to look for the, for the windows and stuff. And eventually... Anna drinks her wine a little weird. And then she eventually like drops the wine bottle and breaks it. And then the detective guy, he goes into the bathroom. And then this is first when we see like, it, it looked kind of like a heart pumping like on the yeah. wall. So this is where yeah. we first see our Japanese sex demon. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, demon. Yes. And he, he's looking at it like, what the, he said, you know, what the hell? Or, Oh, God, or whatever. He turns around, and then, bam, Anna stabs the shit out of this motherfucker. With the wine bottle. Yes, with the wine bottle. Okay. So now, after we had this gruesome scene, and actually, I got to give him credit, though. So, like, the blood on this movie was, like, very realistic. So that's something that the the the, the Europeans, the, the, the European horror movie, they do very well most of the time is having, mm-hmm. like, very realistic blood. So yes. I thought that I actually thought, you know, for like an older film, you know, where, where a lot of films, you know, during this time, we didn't see like a very like realistic blood. I actually thought their blood in this movie was very list, realistic. And when we get to it, the demon in this movie was very creepy. I'll give him super props on that. Yeah, it was made really well. Yes. Okay. So this is when we have Mark and Bob, they're like kind of going with her. And this is when we have the teacher, uh, Helen. She shows up at the home. All right. She's asking for Anna because she wants to talk about Bob's performance at school. And then this is when Mark says, you know, Anna doesn't really live here anymore. And then she starts talking to, this is weird too, because she just starts randomly coming inside, checks out Bob in the, in the bathtub, and then starts cleaning his apartment. <laughs> I know, I thought that was really weird. Like, she just becomes like, uh, yeah. she's you just, know, like the like the new girlfriend or something all of a sudden, like where she's just like, well, not even that. She's just like straightening up the apartment. Yeah. And, like, she's going on saying, like, you know, Bob, he has, like, a lot of weird tendencies. Like, he is, he'll, like, shout and he'll be quiet. He keeps a lot of stuff in. So, we're seeing... She, basically, I thought this meant, like, because 
Mark and Anna have been yelling at each other like nonstop. You know, a lot of times when that happens, the kids, you know, they they don't have they don't they don't have, they don't know how to act, so they they act like you know weird. They act like crazy because of their parents. You know, just all that stuff trickles down. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's and then they're just going on. During all this stuff is happening, there's another ring at the door, and it's our boy Heinrich. He is there. He says some my my notes from here. He says some weird shit. <laughs> but this guy, I don't. Some of the stuff he was saying is like I I I didn't really. I just I tried. Okay, I tried to write down the notes, but I just couldn't get it. He's like dancing around. He's like rubbing against the door. He's saying some like artsy shit that I didn't understand at all. Okay, he's like walking down the highway. He wants he wants Mark to like him. Mark's Mark's events like yes, I'll like you. Um, I I guess the gist of this is Heinrich. He's just wondering. Maybe he thinks Mark is trying to keep Anna away from him, and he is trying to get this menage a trois. That's what I took out of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's you know that that makes sense. I mean, you know, in our in our head canon, that that <clears throat> makes sense um, of why he's doing this. But but yeah, I mean, because I was under the impression that Mark really hadn't seen her. I mean, uh, Heinrich hadn't seen her either. Yes. Yeah, or because, maybe Heinrich thinks that she's he's that Anna's gone back to Mark. Yeah, 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 yes. So I yeah, yeah. He thinks that Anna's gone back to Mark, but he wants to be still in Anna's life. So he's like trying to buddy up a little bit with Mark, but about like like kind of buddy up to him, but not buddy up to him at the same time. You know what I mean? So this is also too when you know Mark he he he's not, he's kind of fed up with this. Heinrich guy, he's like, you know, he's like, all oh, your religious because of your Zen balls. <laughs> Zen balls. <laughs> Mark said he used to be afraid of him, but he's not anymore. All right. Says so he just, he's just some like, some sort of like stoner, you know, guy that's like, just wants to get sex with my wife. Sure. And then he's all like, he's like, do you believe in God, uh, Mark? And Mark's like, no, I don't really believe in God. And then he's like, God is desire. And then Heinrich leaves and shit. Like I said, like this fucking guy was like, <laughs> I tried everybody. But you have to watch him now. Like he, he, he's like, it's hard to recap him, but he was my favorite character. <laughs> I just couldn't really explain this whole guy. Like it just, boy, what a, what a man. <laughs> so, all right. so we're back and now. God that, is desire. <clears throat> so now the, the teacher... Helen, she's reading a book to Bob. There's another weird scene too. There's a lot of weird, like yeah. weird transition scenes in this movie. So Mark talks to Bob a little bit, <clears throat> tells the, the the teacher for thanks for helping out. Um, tells Mark that um, uh, she tells Mark that Bob, you know, needs to you know keep things. You know, she. I guess the teacher is just trying to like help out with the relationship and stuff, and you know what I mean. Well, yeah, I mean, we kind of find out by the end of the movie sort of like why this is happening, but yeah, yeah. like at this point, we just think that she's trying to help Bob. Yeah, I and guess. then then this is when she's kind of asking some personal questions, and Mark is just basically saying that, listen, right now, I'm like a war against women, uh, I'm not, I can't trust them, and they're just like making me super stressed out, and then he's saying all this stuff while she's like cleaning up his whole house, right, and then she's like... um, She's like, you know, you just got to feel free and you got to have a little bit more freedom. And then like they touch, they start hugging each other. And next thing you know, they're both naked. <laughs> All right. 
as, as it happens sometimes. Yes. And then she's like, you know, you don't have to make love to me. That's what she says. And then Mark's like, I'm not trying. And then randomly Bob like, just freaks out. All right. <laughs> Screaming like, mommy, 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 mommy. So Mark goes in there, calms it down. Teacher's all dressed up saying, hey, I'm sorry. You know, we'll see you later. In the morning time, uh, Mark drops off Bob at school. They look at each other weird. Mark leaves. All right. Right. Now we have this other detective guy who meets with Mark. He's like, hey, that other detective guy that I sent out, he didn't come home. Like, yeah, I need some help over here. And Mark's kind of blown off, like, you know, whatever. I don't want to deal with that stuff anymore. He's like, listen, the guy could have just went out to the bar and got 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 done with some hookers. <laughs> I got I, The thing is, I have to report him to the police at noon. It's like it's like a a duty I have to do. And the thing is, if I report him to police, I got to tell him what's happening and what he was doing. So you might be involved with it as well. All right. He's like, can you just tell me the address he was on? And then Mark goes on to this tirade. It's like, I had ambitions to find where my wife was. I had all these this stuff I was doing. I just don't have the energy to do it anymore. I'm just like, motherfucker, just give him the address, okay? Just give him the address. Shit. Yeah, just give him the so address. So he finally gives him the address. And this is the detective guy just says, thank you. And I won't let this be known because, you know, me and him are living together. I was like, well, fuck, where did that come from? All right? Okay. Right. Yeah, because he's like his lover or yes. whatever. His boyfriend, yeah. Well, I guess that's his reasoning for... Yeah. Yeah, he you wants to find like that's yeah. the movie's reasoning for the way he can keep. I, I, I like that's him saying I want to keep it a secret too because I don't want anybody to find out that we're gay or whatever. Yeah, so basically the detective saying like, hey, you know, don't come to my office and tell me the stuff. I will call you when I figure out what's going on with with the uh, the guy. Like, right. So now we have that detective guy. N- none of them are named, so we're gonna do detective number two. All right, he is now at that apartment that Anna was in. And Anna, she's like cleaning the floor like crazy. He says like, mm-hmm. he's like, hey, I have to talk to you. I got to show you this photo. So she shows him, she shows her the photo of the detective guy. And he says, you know, have you seen him? And she's like, do I have to answer you? Nope. <laughs> do I have to answer you? It's a fucking, Just say no. Bro, Just they, say they, no. The dialogue, they, no, there's no easy. There's like, we have to explain everything. Okay. <laughs> The second so, guy's name is Zimmerman, by the way. Zimmerman? Okay. Yes. We have Zimmerman, brother. The first guy, as far as I know, did not have a name. He's just the detective. Yeah, I thought they did say his name was Maurice or something like that. Or Man- Manuel. Manuel. I thought he said Man- Manuel. Manuel. Maybe. But, um, whatever. So, <laughs> so after she's uh, like, do I have to answer you? He's like, you have to answer to someone. And then he starts going on to this fucking talk about darkness. He's like, yes, darkness mm-hmm. is stuff. I was like, what the <laughs> hell's going on over here? And then she's like, he's in there. And then he like goes in there. And this is when we see the fucking, some fucking bloody like creature with like yeah. tentacles. And I was like, hmm, interesting. Hmm. So at first yeah, I was like, okay, we got like a demon down. over here. All right. right, it's more formed now. It has tentacles, and it looks like a shape of a person almost. Yeah, and his freaking head looked pretty creepy. Like the head, it oh, was yeah. like a straight line with the two eyes right there. And I was like, okay, this is pretty. We got a creepy demon stuff. I see it. And then this is when the movie went to a totally different direction with me. Okay, 
Zimmerman's like, oh God. And then Anna walks in. He's like, actually, um, wait, wait, let's back up a little bit. So this is not when we see the whole face part, but we see that the demon is like laying on a bed. All right. So it's still like an octopus form. Okay. So we don't see the actual like face part yet, but it's like laying on the bed. Zimmerman's like, oh God. And then this is when the movie like totally went like a direction I did not expect. And I was like, yeah, it's pretty tired because it made love to me all last night. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> hold, hold the fucking phone. Hold the phone over here. <laughs> You're telling me you have, is that like one of them like Japanese sex demons with the cock with tentacles all over it's, it and shit? Yeah, it's like, uh, it's like, uh, it turns, it all of a sudden turns into like a, like a hentai. Animal. Yeah, like hentai. <laughs> really? uh, that, that was, that was the like first tentacles. thing, that's the first thing that came to my head. I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. Well, what? Okay. How does Heinerich feel it so about it? Matter of factly, she says it so matter of factly, like this is just like a normal thing. Yeah, like a normal thing. I'm like, okay, okay. I was like, how does Heinrich, Heinrich feel about this? All right. <laughs> so eventually, the, like the detective, like I mean, Hein Zimmerman, gets all freaked out. I was like, what the fuck? And then he eventually like sees Manuel's body on the floor, freaks out a little bit, tries to shoot, misses, and then fucking Anna freaks out, beats his ass, but looked like some powder. Right? and then eventually just shoots his ass I was like fuck man these guys aren't you like a detective okay whatever he just shoots his ass and he's gone there goes Zimmerman okay so Mark comes home yes. there is a random package with the film in it this, this is another weird scene <laughs> Yeah, like yes, yeah, so he gets a package with with a film reel in it. Yes, and now he's back on his rocking chair, watching a film of Hannah teaching some ballet dancers. Yeah, because everyone has a projector in their house, I guess, to watch yes. this thing on. And so we have this scene of Anna, like I don't know even know how to describe the scene, but she was making this ballet dancer scream for mercy in a very weird way. Mm-hmm. And the whole time, you could tell that it's Heinrich filming everything, and like it seemed like they they were like getting off on like torturing this young girl. So I was like, okay, right. this is uh, this is this is we gone from Japanese sex demons to some black market films over here. I was like, boy, this movie's taking a turn. <laughs> like, uh. yeah. So at this point, like, and and this is probably just me being a complete idiot, but. When is this supposed to take place? This this part. The, so when when was this filmed? So this was probably filmed while she was like dating this Heinrich guy because I guess like I don't know. Like this is I guess this we, is the, the year that they were banging. Maybe they just like to I make guess, like films I, with each other. I guess I asked this question because she appears to be a ballet teacher, but that's never mentioned anywhere else in the movie. Yeah, that I could that I can remember. There's probably somebody just like with Mountaintop Motel Massacre that loves this movie. Yeah. And it's done a 65-part YouTube <laughs> series about it. Exactly. He's like, hey, brother. That will tell us how we're wrong. Yeah. Hey, brother, you didn't catch. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, I didn't catch when she was screaming. She said she was a ballet dancer, brother, when she was screaming to high mercy, getting her ass choked. No, motherfucker. I didn't hear that. I could barely hear the fucking Heinrich guy. I don't know what the fuck he was saying. Yeah. <laughs> maybe Heinrich is telling us the story about the ballet, and we just can't understand it. Yeah, exactly. Right? Something. <laughs> so... They're going off. They're doing this weird shit. Bro, you cannot watch this like movie around certain people because it sounds like some weird shit. You know, <laughs> it just 
<laughs> when they were like making this fucking schoolgirl cream, like, 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 like scream to fucking high death, I was like, okay, I might need to like pause this and skip a little bit. Right. So eventually, she's like trying to get her to like straighten her legs out or whatever. Yes. I, don't, I mean, I don't know how ballet teaching works, but I'm guessing it requires flexibility. And she's trying to like get her more flexible, by, but she's making her like like bend more than she can or yes. whatever. And then Heinrich's filming this whole thing for some random reason. Yes. So then eventually that belly girl just like gets the fuck out of there. And then we're like, everybody's kind of looking at her weird. And then like, Anna's like, yes, she's complaining. How dare she complain? I never complained. Uh, you know, she's, if you want to do stuff, you gotta, you gotta be the best at what you do. And you gotta push the limits. And then she's like, you always make me push the limits. You always make me the best. And she's like, say, I am. Say I am. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Then we get some weird <laughs> shit. Then I don't know what, I don't know if she got into like a, a room or something. This, you know what this probably remind me of? Like all these like hipster uh, fucking artsy people. They're like, okay, I got a, I got a camera. I need you to say some artsy words and make it sound like you're depressed. Okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, she's going on right. about this story about sisters and faith. Uh, it's like, I had faith because of my choice. I don't have choices because of my faith. I was like, okay, here we go. Don't don't confuse me anymore. Okay, we got you. He says, Ch- chance is faith, and faith is chance. Uh, 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 and she goes like, you know, I am and stuff. I am my beliefs. Uh, what about cancer or madness? Uh, uh, it's impossible to stay. Uh, I'm just maybe I'm just an empty self. I'm an empty person. Uh, that's like this is like a whole artsy monologue dialogue. I got this fucking I, shit. She was just going off as like maker of evil, all this kind of stuff. I'm afraid of myself. Basically, in the gist of it, she is depressed. Okay. Yeah, I, I commend you for writing, writing, going through all that, and writing that down. When I watched that scene, I was just like, okay, <laughs> exactly. Me too. Like, I got it. I was like, fuck. Like, I thought, I thought this boy Heinrich was bad. Okay, or Heinrich. I was, I want to call him Heidenreich. Okay. But this fuck, I thought he was bad, but this girl just going off all this shit. I was like, okay, we get you. Yes, artsy. St- yes, you're depressed. But this okay. does have to do with the transformation that's yes. happening. Yes, that so, We don't know about yet. Yes. So, I mean, it had, okay, you know, maybe this the YouTube guy, I, I, I thought that we were going to see more of this Anna and Helen, the teacher, maybe, because she was talking about sisters and she was talking about like rival sisters. I thought they might be related. But we didn't really like get that confirmed, did we? Like, well, kind of. We did, but so that's something at the end of the movie that we I think we have to assume. Okay. But um, because of something happens at the very end, but uh, we can talk about the end because I'm I'm just assuming a lot of things at this point. Okay. Okay. So now Anna has arrived back to where Mark is at. All right. This is after this is after the film. All right. Just, she's like back right. in the. Mark's hotel. Right. She's like, you know, what are you doing here? She, she you're messing everything up. Uh, Mark's trying not to freak out. Okay, because she, she, she like walks in the house and she starts like, just messing everything up, like just going here, pulling stuff <laughs> off the shelves and everything. Mark is trying as hard as not to freak out because I think he like, so for some reason, Mark he can translate everything that she said to this video. I couldn't fucking understand half the shit. If the girl came in here saying some artsy shit like that, I'd be like, listen, girl, you got to get on out of here and have sex with your sex demon. I don't care about you no more. Mark, he's all like, 
Yes, now I understand her. I understand her aura now. Yes, I, 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 I know. I, I understand now. It's like fuck. Well, help me out, man. I don't understand jack nothing. Yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. So, uh, and then Anna she starts freaking out with her hands. All right, so her hands are all fucked up and stuff. And then Mark's like, "Oh, we can just sit together peacefully." I'm like, "Motherfucker, this girl is like crazy." Okay, like you're just maybe she you're just crazy the too. Whole apartment. Yes. Well, he well we thought he was crazy first. Remember, like we yeah. had crazy Mark first, but now. Now everyone in this movie is crazy except Heinrich, and Heinrich probably is. Well, he, we'll get there. Hey, let me. <laughs> <laughs> now, like they're like talking on the couch together, and like she's like, "I feel nothing for no one." And then she starts going on about this two sisters again fighting to see who will win. And then, uh, you know, eventually we got another scene of Anna. She's now looking at Jesus, and like. Really, like staring at him very weird. All right. Right. So <clears throat> then we get a weird scene again. So we have Anna. She is like laughing throughout this train station. All right. And she eventually gets into like this like train station tunnel. And like she starts like going crazy. And I don't know if you caught this, Allison, or everybody else out here that watches this movie. But this girl looked like she was moshing in the fucking thing. Like, if you put, like, like wherever she was going crazy, like, banging her hair and swinging her arms around and stuff like that, I was like, fuck, man, I'm, I'm thinking about putting, like, a Cannibal Corpse song right there and just see her, let her go. Because she was, like, swinging her hair around and stuff, like, just fucking going crazy. I was like, man, she's at a thrash show. It's like, man, she's just going at it. Like, is this the scene where she's in the tunnel? Yeah, the tunnel, yeah. And, and she's, she's like, like, leaking or whatever, all that stuff running all over. Yeah, her. yeah, we had, like, the yeah, fucking... And then she's- after she smashes the the milk and the groceries on the wall and then she's like yeah. falls to her knees and then she's like leaking all the stuff all over her, and then yeah. like she just screams hysterically for like what seems like forever. Yes. Exactly. Let's see. So after that <clears throat> after that part happened, now she's still back. I guess it was like a flashback or something. I don't know. But now she's talking about Mark stuff about her faith and how she's protecting her her faith, everything at this apartment. All right? So after we get her, her freaking Anna spewing all this stuff on here, she's talking about Mark about how her faith is and she's protecting her faith at this hotel. Uh, Mark talks about the story about a dying dog that he had. He says this story like twice about this dog that he had. Uh, and then he says he eventually tells um, Anna to take off the ring and the watch. And then Anna freaks out again. So I guess... Mark realizes that she is crazy during this. So, so this is when we get Mark. He calls up Heinrich and talks to his mom about where Anna has been staying. Okay? Because Mark now has a plan. All right? Yeah, this is going to be good, I'm sure. Yes. So this is when we get Mark. He meets up with the teacher. To pick up Bob, teacher gives Mark a paper. He's like, what is this? It's like, this is my name. Okay. We don't, we don't, the audience doesn't know the name, but because it's Helen. Heinrich drives the motorcycle of love to the apartment. He had a badass motorcycle, had some flowers on there. My boat is ready to go. He's Uh ready to go. 
<laughs> so he gets in his apartment, right? And he just starts to like fucking rub up on Anna and stuff. Like he's just rubbing up her and everything. He says like, you can't resist me. I'm stronger than you are. You know, he's like talking about all this French stuff that I don't understand. Um, like he gives her something. I thought it was some drugs or something for her to take so they can have some sex. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like rubbing up all on each other. And they're eventually going to go to the bedroom. Um, they go to the, you know, the bed and everything. And before she goes on the bed, she looks into the room. Heinz like, Hein, Heinrichs, like, what you looking at? He looks into the room. This is when we see some bloody, some blood stains around the wall. And then this is when we see that the sex demon has now formed a face. And it's, it's, it's growing into more like a human body. It's kind of like a an octopus with like some sort of like long demon face on it. And Hines like, it's like, this is a joke? <laughs> and he's like, this is a joke. Yeah. It goes weird for a little bit. And then eventually he goes like blind. I guess like this demon can make people go blind or something. Because it goes blind yeah. and he's like falling through the house, ha- like walking through the house. And Anna just acting very calm and everything. And eventually she, they go to the fridge. They open up the fridge and that's where we see Zimmerman's dead body in the fridge. You know, Heinrichs kind of freaks out like, what the hell is this? You know? And she's like, well, I had to keep him in the fridge because I need the house to be clean. All right? And then she goes on saying like, me and you, Heinrich, we're the same. We're like flesh and meat. And she's like, why is she doing that? She's like cutting them and she eventually stabs them. And the and the, like the arm. All right. Right. Yeah, I'm following you. So the doorbell is ringing now. We're back at Mark's place. He is playing toys with Bob. Okay. And we also get a phone call too while the doorbell is ringing. Okay. It's Heinrich. He's on the phone saying, "Hey, meet me by the the bar by the corner. I need your help." And Mark's all happy. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll come and help you. And then this is when we get Margie. She is up here now. She is going to be taking care of Bob. And then, like, Mark's like, hey, I got to go get Mommy. She's calling me and stuff. And then Margie randomly faints for some reason. (laughs) Don't ask me why. Okay, right. So... This is when we. This is when Mark he gets to the apartment now, and he starts looking around and everything. And this is the apartment where Anna was staying at with the sex demon. Mm-hmm. And he's looking around everywhere. He eventually sees the dead body in the fridge in the refrigerator. Grabs the gun. Grabs grabs the gun. And um, he is now like looking around. I think we see like the demon kind of like. When he's outside a little bit, like, I guess he's, like, soaking everything in. Like, he now realizes that, yes, Anna is crazy. But maybe he likes crazy women because he's like, okay, she's crazy, but I'm going to cover everything up. Now, for her. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, now he goes to the bar to meet up with um, Henrich. All right. Hi, hi, yeah, so Heinrich. He the bar to meet Heinrich. Yeah. Heinrich. Mm-hmm. And the bar kind of looks a cool little spot. I was like, man, that's a cool, cool little bar they had back then. That was a cool bar. I like that. 
He's walking around. Eventually, he sees Heinrich over there. All right. They actually go to the bathroom. And Heinrich's basically saying, like, hey, you know, like, she's, like, stabbed me and stuff. She's crazy now. And he's, like, super dramatic about all this. All right. He said, like, yeah, there's, like, Heinrich was saying, like, there's two bodies in there. She's killing people. And then Mark says, like, oh, you must be seeing things. You must be on some of those shrooms and stuff, you know. Maybe it's your Zen god telling you about all this stuff. And he's like, no, no, I know what I saw, you know, going on like that. He's like, and then Mark's like, you just got to learn how to suffer. And now he's like, no, I take what I want. Because he's basically saying like, you know, like Mark's saying like, you know, you've seen all that stuff and everything and now you got to handle it. And like, you know, you made me suffer by having sex with my wife. And he's like, no. It's like, I just take what I want. Uh, uh, and say that we need to help her stuff. You know, she's, she's crazy. Heinrich. <laughs> Heinrich. Heinrich. <clears throat> mm-hmm. He's stabbed. He's like delusional right now. He doesn't really know what he's seen. Uh, but he knows that she's crazy. And then they need to, they need to help her and stuff. But, but, but then Mark's saying, like, I'm not going to really help you because, you know, you're the guy that's screwing around with my wife. And then Heinrich's like, you have to help me. I deserve to be helped. And then eventually, like, um, like eventually, uh, right, he, he's like feeling a little sick, so he starts to puke in, in the, into the uh, little stall. And then this is when Mark, he grabs like a shoe and he grabs a feather. Okay? He puts the shoe in the toilet and then he makes himself throw up and he's like, Heinrich, I'm sick. I'm throwing up. I need help. And Heinrich, like, well, I'm the one stabbed. I'm the one that needs the help. <laughs> so where does he get the feather? He just gets it out of a random room, like with a shoe <laughs> like and a it's feather. Just it's just there. there. Yes. Yeah. So then uh, Heinrich opens the door and Mark knocks his ass out. So he got some revenge from earlier. And I guess he killed that motherfucker. And then he made it seem like uh, Heinrich overdosed. So he, he covered it up. Very weird scene. Like, like I watched a lot like of he movies. Overdosed. Listen, I've like done. He overdosed, even though he stabbed and and drowned in the toilet. And I want to give my boy um, Heinrich over here some praise because I have done a ton of podcast, not just this one, but my former one too. He takes the award for the hardest person to review. Like I. I'm I'm surprised I got this much out of the motherfucker. I could not. I felt like so southern listening to this guy. I was like, I don't understand a one word this motherfucker. Is. I need a translator for this guy, okay? Because he was saying some wild shit. I just could not understand him at all. If you guys can out there too, good for you because I couldn't understand him. Freaking, I understand some stuff. Obviously, I wrote it down, but he was like the hardest person to fucking recap. All right. Well, yeah, I mean, I think part of it is that, you know, English is not his first language. He's a German actor, and then he's trying to re, you know, to to say all these, like, real abstract, weird-ass dialogue lines that he has to say. So now Mark is back at the Anna's apartment. He builds a bomb, and he blows up the apartment, and then we have some random old woman laugh. (laughs) And then Mark takes... what was her? Why was she laughing? So, um, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, and I, I like we can kind of talk. About, I think this is something we need to see again. But I think that she has something to do with 
these manifestations that um that Anna is making. Yeah. So we don't really know about this yet, but like there's all these like she's like manifesting this reality. Like so like it's where she brings the tentacled sex demon from mm. and she's manifesting she's tr- she's trying to manifest this reality that she wants. Like I think it, it's like she's trying to like manifest a person almost. Um and um in that scene where she's talking, doesn't she say something about um faith and chance yeah and then she's like in that like dial that monologue that she makes she's talking about faith and chance and she's like faith doesn't or chance doesn't or faith doesn't explain chance and you can't have chance without faith and it's almost like she's trying to like have this thing where she's trying to believe that there's an order to the universe but also at the same time the whole universe is chaos um and I don't really understand. I don't really grasp it enough to explain it better than that. But that's what I'm thinking. And I'm thinking like this old woman is a representation of one of those. But I'm not sure which one. Possibly, possibly chance. But oh. um, oh, you took that a lot better than I. That's just, I was just like some <laughs> crazy old lady on the street just laughing for no reason. <laughs> but anyway, so thank you for that. So Mark now takes. Uh, Heinrich bike of love and he goes back home this is when we see Margie she is now her throat got slashed for some reason so that character is gone okay um so Mark is uh he's now bloodied all over he goes inside his room he sees Anna and she is uh they both start crying, and then he washes some of the... She starts washing Mark up, like, getting all the blood off him. Anna asks Mark, does he believe in God? And then she's like, it's in me. I was like, okay, well, did he get it? Did that demon get you pregnant? Or Okay. She says... Um, let's see. And then she goes on like, I need you to take me right now. So they have something that kind of looks like sex a little bit. Kind of. (laughs) Yes. She, then she goes on saying like, they're like, they're like whispering now. They're like in the kitchen, whispering to each other in their own apartment. She's like, some things I need to protect. Um, she's like, he's like, okay, can you take some money? And she's, so basically, I, I, so, Anna is trying to describe in her own weird way, like, hey, I am making creations. And then Mark thinks, okay, this girl's crazy, so I need to sneak around the country because she killed a bunch of people. So I think I don't think they're on the same wavelengths right now. But well, they're he, definitely not on the same wavelengths. Yes. So but, um, he's but, like yeah. saying, like, hey, I got some money, and we'll get you cleaned up, and you know, you could take that with you to, to run. Um, and then Mark eventually wraps up the dead Margie body and puts him in a car, like a blue car. Right. Heinrich, mom calls. You, uh, she'll take the case for the second person I could understand in this fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> she asked where he is. He, she, she said he always calls. He doesn't call. If it's past a certain time, he always calls me just to make sure so I don't worry. Alright, she's always like, and then Mark's like, are you sure he's not having sex with my wife? You weren't worried about that, were you? I was like, are you still on this fucking thing? 
she's like, she's like, you know, asked, you know, where Heinrich was and why she can't find him. She goes on to this long dialogue about different shit I couldn't understand what she was saying. But basically, she's saying, like, I need to know if he's dead. If he is dead, I need to make sure his soul is okay. Okay? And then he believes that Anna has something to do with it as well. Of why Heinrich's soul will not come to her and stuff. And then eventually hang up. Mark gives Bob to the teacher. Teachers, This is at the teacher's, like, apartment. And then... He thanks her for like, hey, thanks for taking him. She's like, does this have something to do with the wife? He's like, yes. And then she's like, do you promise me? He says like, will you promise me something? And Mark goes, yes. He's like, okay, gotcha. This is a weird scene. So Mark is now back. I that a lot. <laughs> I didn't expect this one. And I watched this scene with my, my, my girlfriend there. And I was, I did not see this coming. But it was fantastic, and it was like crazy as well. So Mark goes, okay. Mark goes to Anna's apartment, or like mm-hmm. some new place or something, because he blew up the apartment. I don't know where the fuck they were at, but they're at some new place. Goes upstairs, keeps hearing his moaning. I'm like, oh shit, okay. Yeah. Is this what I think it is? Yes. Mark walks in, and he sees Anna getting getting it on with the Japanese sex demon. Yeah, she's having sex with the sex demon. And I was like, oh shit, we're seeing it. Like, I didn't, I think they were just going to talk about it. They're actually showing us. This is like, okay, this is some shit right here. And then my boy, Mark was like, oh, okay, I guess all that shit uh, Heinrich was saying was true. Okay, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, what the fuck was this girl? She was saying something. Um, I wrote that. She was I, saying almost. I, yeah, yeah, almost. And Mark, yeah, Mark kept Mark, saying almost over and over again. Yeah, because like Mark wanted to kill the thing, and she was like almost, almost. I was like, are you almost gonna come? Like, what's going on here? Why? What? What is this almost shit going on? Okay. So, this is when Mark. Now he he saw. Uh, <laughs> Allison, let me ask you a question over here. All right, yeah. you you've seen your 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 wife or your ex wife. All right, you saw her have sex with a Japanese sex demon, where is the first place you will go? Is it going to be A, the bar, B, back home and figure out what's going on with your life, or is it going to be C, oh, I'm just going to go to her ex-lover that I killed mom's house? Well, my answer would definitely be the bar. Yes. (laughs) Same over here, but no. Our boy Mark, he didn't care about, he wanted to go see, he had to go see Heinrich's mom. After right. seeing all this crazy shit, okay? No bar, no no figuring out his life, not figuring out what the hell just happened. No, he has to go see Heinrich's mom, okay? Interesting. Maybe he's just like, oh, I really like the phone calls with her. <laughs> so, like, she seems so, like a nice lady. She seems like a nice lady. So this is when... This is another part of it's hard to recap. So now, Mark, he's telling stuff like, yes, your son's dead. Uh, said like he, you know, he thought about killing her too, and then this is when they start going on about souls and shit, and they go on about, you know, like Heinrich's soul needs to be saved and stuff, and needs the body back to her and stuff. Uh, the mom talks about how much she loves her son. Um, so now the mom lays down and stuff, says she can't really live without her son. 
So she's going to lay down and, like, I guess die. Uh, now we have another scene of Mark. He's staring. He's on a bridge, and he sees a dead dog. All right. We have some, like, 80s music playing while all this is happening, too. Pretty good. Pretty good song. Mm-hmm. There's a guy that walks up, said, that dog didn't die by old age. Well, no shit, man. It's in the fucking water. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah, where it's floating in the water. He's like, that uh, dog didn't die of old age. And then this is like, this is another weird dialogue. This guy is comparing like this dead dog to the economy dying and stuff. Um, so like, you, can, you can't protect the drowned the, the dead drowning dog but you can protect this drowning eco- economy and stuff so basically this guy was part of like the uh, secret cult or whatever he was with and he was basically saying like listen we don't want to have a, a successor we need you back we need you to be here and we need you to be back and Mark he's like listen I just saw my wife not only did she fuck like this crazy German guy but I just saw her suck some, some Japanese sex demon I didn't know that was true I thought that was just in the movies Okay, and now you want me to go back to your secret service? Come on now, give me a break here. So, this is when he brings up his dog dying story again. And he's all like, my dog uh, went underneath this this patio when he died, and I followed him. And the guy's like, why did you follow your dog? He's like, I just wanted to see why he went there to die. I was like, okay, interesting. So the police are now at Mark's apartment. I don't know why they were there. I guess somebody snoozed off to something about why they were there. At first, I thought he was at the uh, Heinrich's apartment. So it's it, one of those two. I couldn't really tell which apartment they're at. I think I actually I know they were at the they were at Heinrich's mother's apartment because I guess she died. And for some reason, like Mark was like, "Hey." We gotta get police around there. I guess I guess because he parked his blue car that has the dead Margie body, they didn't want he didn't want the cops to find that car to link him to everything. So he goes into a taxi cab. <laughs> he's all like, Hey, he has a gun he has like a knife or gun to the guy. He's like, Hey, I need you to like run straight you know, to the cops there. And the taxi guy's like, Yeah, man, whatever you say. <laughs> whatever, man. <laughs> whatever. So he does that. Eventually, like, jumps or gets pulled out of the car. The car smashes into all the cop cars. The taxi driver gets the fuck out of there. For some reason, like, Mark stays and, like, starts, like, shooting at the cops. But, like, he misses. The cops shoot him a little bit. And then he eventually shoots one of them. And then, like, he, like, like, uh, gets out of there with, like, a motorcycle. Or he gets back onto, like, the motorcycle that he was, was on. And then, for some reason, like, the blue car got out of the uh got out of the the house and then margie's body falls out and then we have like this this chase scene with like um mark on the bike and then eventually just like drives crazy because i guess he's like shot and he's kind of fucked up right now and he just fucking takes a crash like fucking crazy i was like man that's a pretty crazy stunt they did it looked pretty realistic um and then all the cars were blowing up too. Like the police cars were blowing up and the blue car was all blowing up and stuff. So this is when we get a hurt Mark. He is going up the stairs. I guess he's going up to the same apartment or place that Anna was screwing that sex demon. Going yeah. up the stairs, all Good bloody and stuff. Yeah. Anna shows up. Mark's like, 
Like, you're here. She's like, yes, I'll follow you. So then we see that Anna has Mark number two with her. And he's like, I wanted to show you this, Mark. Um, it's a clone, all right? Does she say the word clone? No, but it, it, it is a clone. Oh, okay. She says it like, hey, Mark, yes. I don't know what the fuck she says. It's like, hey, I want to, I want to introduce you to this person. I wanted you to see it. And Mark's looking at it, and Mark tries to shoot the the clone, but eventually the coppers are there. They fucking start shooting at Mark, and then Anna gets it too. So they all fall down. The clone's like, I don't bullets don't hurt me. So then, um, eventually, like. Anna takes the gun and shoots both of them. So their story ends. We have this clone guy. He's like walking up the stairs. Sees a girl with a random foot on her. Was this Margie? Like I I, I couldn't tell who this last person was. I thought it was just some random person. And he tells that it's random. It's another character that, that I don't know. Is this, I don't think, is this character in any other part of the movie? I don't think so. Unless I yeah, like miss her. I don't think so. I, yeah. And then she's fucking starts shooting uh, the cops. And then the guy like, jumps on her shoulder and he gets out and then we eventually see the guy um i guess he was one of the coppers he was the pink socks guy all along wow yeah and then that freaking, came back around yeah <laughs> we, we, we finished that storyline oh that, it was that guy it was the dog guy okay <laughs> mark's body falls down for some reason okay now we're back at the teacher's house helen Doorbell. She's like hanging out with Bomb. Well, no, they're at Mark's house, aren't they? No, 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 no. Um, no, no, no. This is actually no, no. This is uh, Helen's apartment. This is a, her own apartment. Because remember, okay, Mark, yeah, Mark she has Bob there. Okay. Yeah, she has Bob okay. there. Yeah. Doorbell's ringing. Bob's like, "Don't open it! Don't open it! Don't open it!" Like this is like the only lines he fucking had in the whole movie. Don't open it! Don't open it! Don't open it! Don't open it! And it fucking just goes into a bathtub and just I don't know drowns himself. himself. Yeah. That's what I took out of is that he drowned himself in this bathtub that yes. just happened to have water in it already. Yes. And then, like, Helen's going up to the door, doesn't even open it. Then she hears a bunch of bombs happening everywhere while, like, clone Mark is, like, caressing the door. And then that's it. And that's it. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that that's it. Um, I do have some ideas that maybe, uh, I don't know, that might have something to do to explain explain what uh what's causing all this um but i don't know i mean what 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 are your thoughts first well since i told the audience that i have a link to jurassic park so you know mark died the original mark all right yeah but we have from the stairwell but we have japanese sex demon clone mark now right so clone mark is like listen i'm gonna caress this door for a little bit i'm gonna have some bombs happen but you know what i gotta hide my identity so what I'm going to do is to hide my identity is I am going to make myself a uh, a Jalal. What, what, what did what did um what do you call it? What what uh what his character did in Jurassic Park? A paleontologist. Yes, a paleontologist. I'm going to become one of them, but I am secretly going to be the mastermind behind the dinosaurs coming back because now I am a godlike creature. Boom! There you go. There's the backstory. Put it in the movie, brother. Yeah, so basically what you're saying is this movie is a prequel to Jurassic Park. Yes, in a way. Yeah. Yes, it's about the Alan Grant character. So Alan Grant, the yeah. character, he's not the original 
he's like a he's like a creature clone. You know what I mean? And he was right. he was experimenting himself in Jurassic Park as a as you know as just a doctor to be on the trip, but he actually orchestrated the whole thing by giving um by by you know making up the dinosaur gene. They didn't really find it in flies. He actually made the gene himself to create more dinosaurs so he can take over the world with some dino fury, brother. Right. Okay. Yeah, well, that's a good story. Um, yeah, I like that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but uh, anyway, but I mean, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was going to say, like, so my thoughts that I have, like, so so Helen, who's Anna's double, has green eyes, and, and Mark's clone has green eyes. So do you think that Anna is also this kind of a creature? I'm uh, not Hannah. Helen is also this kind of a creature? Maybe, but like, why are she all freaked out about the bombing? Like, where did the bombing stuff come? Um, the bombing thing. So, I think that there's a couple things maybe going on here. Um, and we usually, you know, I mean, I'll talk about cinema with anybody. Like, I will have, like, I will put up my knowledge of movies now, movies are made, and the history of cinema with anyone. Um, but we do not, we don't usually run a super highbrow show here. I mean, we're pretty we're pretty blue collar talking about like regular things that, you know, and regular type horror movies. And this is not a regular type horror movie. This is out of our realm a little bit, but um, I think that part of it has to do with the time that this movie was made. So you got to think about the cold war and then Germany or Berlin was split in two because of a division that was made after world war two with um, the Soviets controlling half of Berlin and then the, and Germany controlling the other half and they live completely different lives and they, and they were completely different. Like even if you go to Berlin today, you can still see, or I guess right after the wall fell, you can see like a stark difference in the way the two halves of the city run and how, how they look. And one thing that I can remember from this time is that during the cold war, there was a constant fear of, war like a constant fear of like the soviets are good the russians are going to come kill us they're gonna they're gonna you know we're gonna start a nuclear war any day now and then we're all gonna die so we you know we can either worry about it and and have this ex existential fear of dying in this nuclear holocaust or we can not worry about that and we can just party like it's the last day that we're ever going to be alive and i think that has a lot to do with what why the 80s were the way they were because like there's a lot of excess and like stuff like hair metal and stuff like that came out of the eighties because a lot of people I think felt like that, well, we could die any day in a nuclear Holocaust. So what we might as well live like it's the last day that we're ever going to live. And I really do think a lot of people were that way. I mean, I was a child during this era, but I do remember being talked about it, like talking about it in school and talk about like nuclear war and how evil the Soviets were and how evil Russia was. And, um, you know, and that, that we could, they could nuclear bomb us at any moment and then we would all die and that kind of thing. So I think that the city being divided, I think the reason it takes place in Berlin is not by accident. And I think that the bombing and stuff at the end was like a, an illusion, I guess, to like a real war and it's not a cold war happening. And, and part of like the city being split 
has a lot to do maybe with with Mark and Anna being split. And like Anna, to me, Anna seems to be trying both of them actually, but um, Anna is, as we see, trying to create the perfect person for her. You know what I mean? Like she she picks Mark, and Mark is not the person that she wants, and then she picks Heinrich, and Heinrich turns out not to be the person that she wants, and she's using this supernatural thing, supernatural. Um, I don't I don't know what the word I'm looking for. That's like a supernatural um, magical thing to create this perfect person, and it's like so she creates this perfect version of Mark. But what it ends up doing is just destroying both of them. And then, like, so Marcus basically finds the perfect version of Anna in Helen because Helen is cleaning the house and Helen is taking care of the kid. And Helen is doing everything that Mark wants Anna to do. And then when you look at, at Germany or Berlin at this time, was like both parts of the city were split entirely and could not come back together for in any, in any, in any way. And they were both trying to create the the uh, perfect version of of themselves, but were kind of destroying the city at the same time they were doing it. Does that make any sense? Yeah, that was great. Or is it? It makes as much sense as this movie makes. At least. Yes. <clears throat> so that's what I'm getting out of it. Is like, and like he's talking about how. Like when that scene where Helen is in the house and he says, I'm at war against women. And then Helen says something like the only, the only similarities between women is that we both menstruate. Yeah. Where she's talking about how like, you know, he's like, he's like, I hate all women because of, of this one person. And he, and she's like, well, but all women aren't the same. Like we're not all the same. Um, and I think that um, Zolovsky, the director, was had had gone through a divorce around this time, and that makes sense too. Yeah, because this is almost like a story about his divorce and about how he's trying to like they're both trying to create this perfect version of each other, and and th they're just not those people, um, you know. And how he's and you know, and he, I can see a lot of that in Mark about how you know Mark saying I'm at war against women, and then like this other person saying that you know that well we're not all the same um so i don't know i mean i don't know what do you what do you think about that no i mean pretty much i agree pretty much everything you're saying when it comes to the actual like like heart of the movie you know you know they had a couple like you know funnier scenes and stuff when we recap it but you know the story was definitely how you described it you know showing like relationships and war and stuff and very very detailed when it comes to that so yeah i mean it's definitely a very interesting tale of a movie during its uh, generation in time i would say so I, I could see why this movie can get like a cult following um you know with all the, the stuff that you explained so definitely a fun one everybody you know definitely check it out um and that definitely um finishes up our month of love allison boy what a month it's been what a month! The man we've we've covered some great ones. We covered I think some. the best movie. We, I think the best movie we watched this this, this month was uh, My Bloody Valentine. Though that was a classic. The movie, yeah, was great. My Bloody Valentine, brother. 
We had all kinds of love stories this month. We had a mother love story. We had a, an aunt love story. We had a... Uh, uh, sex demon. A, a, sec, a sex demon love story. We had a gas mask guy killing people for love. We had all kinds of mm. stuff this month of month of love here on the Retro Blood. But, like all months do, they come to an end. But, join us next month. As me and Allison have decided to do a month of folklore. Horror movies. Right up your alley, Allison. Exactly. I've been talking about this since we started this and folk horror is one of my favorite uh, is one of my favorite genres of, of horror movies. And I, I'll explain more throughout the next month of why I think that's the case, why that's the case. But um, I just love folk horror and just the idea of like these old things that are older than time, that are older than humanity, older than the rocks. Um, uh, You know, these, these supernatural things that are, are still there that have always been there and will always be here when we're gone. And I, and uh, I think that's going to be a really interesting month. And we're going to have a lot to say about that. Oh yeah. It's going to be a fantastic month here on the retro blood. And the first one that we're going to be diving into is another classic itself. We're going to start off the month hot because we are doing pumpkin head. Hell yes. Can't wait for that one, brother, but we're about to be heading on out of here. Allison, what iron maiden track are going to be playing off their live Japanese CD to leave everybody uh, to go home with? How about Wrathchild? Ooh, Wrathchild. All right, everybody, this is Wrathchild from Iron Maiden. We're the Retro Blood. Join us next week as we start off our month of folklore with Pumpkinhead. And remember, um, if you're in a relationship and it's going sideways, just think. Uh, you know, keep your head on straight. Keep everything okay. But if you see your girl having sex with some Japanese sex demon, maybe, maybe not do what their boring mark did. Maybe take it a different way. But everybody, yeah. it's Iron Maiden, Ralph Child, James Kahn. See you later. Let's let's do it. See you guys. Let's do it. See you guys. Bye. <laughs>